نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين أما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes? All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend, and send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujaddid, the Reform, which was all sent from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WGAG Radio. You have what? Overcome it. You understand what I'm saying? 
So when Melchizedek, the way the Bible translates the name, met Abraham, right? He taught Abraham about Elyon, Elyon, El in the Torah. Right? The most high, the highest. Because Ibrahim, or Abraham, or Abraham, in the language name again, was already worshipping as a child. He already had a religion. He already prospered. He was in the Torah, or Tanakh. They tell you that he fell on his face and he prayed before those Hittites. When he was buying a tomb for his wife. Right? You follow that? So he understood prostration of it. So he understood prayer of it. But Melchizedek had to come and tell him, get back to the worship of Anu. Now, why would I say Anu when they use Ilion, Ilion, El in the Torah or the Torah? Because Melchizedek was not a Hebrew. When Melchizedek was speaking, he was speaking as Melech Zodak. He was speaking as a Hebrew. We say Melech, an angel who is Sidon, who is righteous or just or justified, who deals just. So he wasn't speaking as a Hebrew or a Israelite or a Muslim. He was speaking as a Chaldean. You follow that? Meaning he was speaking to Abraham, who your Bible says was a or of Chaldea. They also say he was an Aramean. What they use in the Tanakh is the word Syrian. But if you look into the Hebrew of it, you'll find the word Aramean. Of Aram from Genesis 10. So all these people were speaking one of the dialects that was given to man. You with me? And so he would have been speaking to Abraham before Abraham became a Hebrew. The word Hebrew simply Ibrit means or in Arabic Ebra means to cross from one place to another. To cross over the tide which you pray. He was going to the furthest point of our land. When I say our land, let me make myself clear. That's a long story for Moses to bring it down to more. Our land extended from the other side of the Persian Gulf coming westward all the way to California. Yes, Paul? There was no Red Sea or Red Sea. Right? Basta, we call it Basta There was none there. There was no Atlantic Ocean. Continental drift and continent drift resulted in land masses moving. Thus, there was no Africa. There was no separation called South America. All those pieces of land, when pushed back together, will give you one bland spot of water in the center. And that bland spot today is off the coast of what they call Bermuda. You with me? Was all, was all part of what they ancient called the Yucatan. Beneath the Bermuda is now what they refer to as the Bermuda Triangle. A magnetic field. That was the capital of our kingdom. That took place in Sumer and Egypt and this land, the land of the frogs, some call it a maxim. From the word Mexico. That's just one of the names. All that was called Genoa. Genoa is what we call it. And we sectioned it off in the park based on the people of the bear. I don't want to go too far from 
Most high, so I'll come back around. That's why later. So when Abraham started his journey, he encountered a man who the Bible cannot account for genealogy. A man called Melchizedek. The man is also mentioned in Moses' time. The man is also mentioned in the book of Hebrew in Jesus' time as being after the order of Melchizedek. You follow? This was, of course, an incarnated being. We do believe in reincarnation and incarnation. You follow? Now, Muslims will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation. Christians will tell you they don't believe in reincarnation, right? But then they'll tell you, Jesus died, went to heaven, and he's coming back. <laughs> Talk to me yet. That's not reincarnation, what is it? Jesus died, went to heaven, and came back. Lazarus died, went into a tomb, was wrapped, buried, spiced. Jesus came three and a half days later and called Lazarus back to life, back in the same cardinal, cardinal body. What is that? That three in cardinal body. Reincarnation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so we have a being, Melchizedek, <laughs> who reincarnates from body to body. He comes at a crucial time amongst his own, <clears throat> raised up for you from amongst, from amongst you. But the key word in that last one was out of the east unto the west. With me? Right. Now, certain groups of people would like to make you think their leader or their teacher is that man when they were born here in America. Make it Whether it be Zanzibar, Georgia, or North Carolina, or Jamaica, West Indies, I've named three prominent brothers who I love dearly. They were all born here. And I had to, I had to do this book, <laughs> postgraduate lesson. I had to do this book, Chef Daoud versus Master W.D.R. Because they at one point were saying that this man, Master Farad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Fahad Muhammad, Farad Muhammad, Farid Muhammad, or whatever way they want to spell his name, was the most high amongst you, the wisest amongst you. And because they said he came from the east, he started to fit the mold of the prototype that would come to save his people, save those which were lost. But it says in Matthew, you'll come out of the east unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. He'd be born there and come here. I was born in Nubia. Tried and proven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the Muslims called upon. While we were in the school of Islam, and I'll address that just if I just die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
whole bunch of nice, fancy, Arabic words. Whoever knows the most becomes the imam of imams, which will make him the highest of the imams. The grand master, the grand potentate, becomes the highest figure in the lodge under the genius, which stands for the grand architect of the universe. And the grand master who stands in the lodge with two seats beside him and sits on that throne becomes a representative to you of God himself in person. That's why he called him what? The grand master of the lodge. So the most high has to verify, to prove that they have what? The most knowledge. The most wisdom and the most understanding to give you an understanding. <laughs> Not just knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I saw knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I heard knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I listened to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding being taught to my people for years. And I thought it was necessary. Because it is necessary to go to kindergarten before you go to the university. Right. It was all necessary. But to verify the existence of the Most High to you and to me is a board trip. You want it? It's a board trip. You got the names, Elun and Ali, right? And Anu. The board trip starts with three levels. This is level three, two, and level one. This level here is earth. I'm sorry. This level here is sea. This is earth. And what is this going to be? God. You want to say heaven, I know. <laughs> the word heaven is a Latin word, haven. It also implies a docking point in a marina. This is why in Islam, the first thing that was said to Muhammad 400 years ago was, Ya Muhammad, Ikra. Ikra, read. The first thing you find in the book of St. John is in the beginning was a word. And the first thing that happens in Genesis is a conversation. They don't understand the key to unlocking all your problems is in language. But all the leaders won't take time to master the language. Something is key. We're going to check this out. Don't with me? Now, in ancient Egypt, we have Shu, right? We have Geth, and we have Nun. With that, that, that's the deity of the sky, the deity of the earth, and the deity of the underworld, which becomes it when, when the uh, Greeks stole it and changed Hashit, which is Thoth, over to Hermes, they also changed all the names. And they changed this one here to Zeus, this one here, the earth, I'm, I'm sorry, the sea to Poseidon, and the earth. Where they call the earth Hades. 
Hades, which is the word they use for hell. So the deity is in the sky and Poseidon, the deity beneath the water. You with me? If you want to walk it now, I'll walk you right across the desert. If you want to walk it, let it work. And I want you to try to prove it wrong. That's my Right? I can take this out in many cultures and give you many different names. But that would lose you and waste time. What I want to take you to is the reality that every culture and all cultures acknowledge this state here, the most high. The Greeks call it Theos. That's the word in your Bible, in Greek, for God. Theos. And it's running synonymous with Elohim, the way they use it. But they have Kurios also, for Lord. You got that? They're That's the Greeks. The Elohim is the more modern version taken from Nephilim, Hebrew word Nephilim, to come down, Genesis 6. The Nephilim, as, as it be called, Nephilim. Or the word Jabbar, from Jabalim, from Gebor, from the mighty one, also Gebor, used in there, where the word algebra comes from, which goes back before the Muslims, because it's in the Torah, in Genesis chapter 6, as Gebor. So, so, not, so God did not invent algebra, who was just some Muslim. All that happened before Islam. Most of the time when Muslims are telling you about the accomplishments of Muslims, they're talking about pre-Islamic times. They say, mathematics was created by Muslims. The cipher was created by Muslims. They're talking about so-called Arabs before the coming of Muhammad. So it had nothing to do with Islam. It had to do with the Arabs who lived in Arabia before Muhammad was even born. Muslims since they've been here hasn't invented nothing but terrorism and confusion because the religion of Islam confines the mind to the Quran and Hadith. It doesn't open up for science. I taught Islam for 25 years. That is quality. When our English. That was my name before English. So these teachers don't have a clue of what's really going on. I can start anywhere you want. But everybody recognizes the Nigerians, the Egyptians, the Nephilim, the so-called Hebrews. You follow that? The Pharaohs, the Greeks. The Malaika, the Arabic, over angelic beings, or heavenly hosts. You understand? And those beings descended down to earth. When they got here, they came here in what's referred to as a ruah or a rufa, in a soul or spirit state, an etheric body. The essence of you when you look in a mirror long enough and you realize you're looking from the inside out at your body. If you don't believe me, try it. Stand in the mirror and stand and look at yourself and keep talking to yourself. And you'll get a realization that the real you is on the inside looking out. This body is a bacteria that's plaguing the soul, the essence of you. In your Bible it says, man, what? I shake man who jumped the ground and breathed in him the breath of life, and man became a 
The living part of you is called Nefesh Hayim or Hayat, the life force. Language is key. You understand me? So you descended down, but before you came down, the being from above on high, Anu, in Numaidish, went on high, said, if you stay on earth too long, you're going to lose contact with your divinity. You're going to become lured by the attraction of this physical world. You understand? So two schools of thought exist. The greater and the lesser mysteries. Is there with me? Here we go. The greater mysteries teach as Yeshua, Asa, Jesus, Sananda, Kamul, whatever name you want to give them, whatever culture again, that your path is back to the bosom of the Father. He says it. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father but by me. That he was merely the chauffeur to the Father. You follow that? But then he said, I am the Father all one. When you see me, you see the Father. And I am not greater than you. And you'll even do greater wonders than I. Right. And I got to go prepare a place for you that where I may be, you may. Wow. So certain men, all women and all women, are destined for a journey from here back to the bosom of the Most High. And certain men and all women are destined to stay here and worship. Some beings are perfecting themselves to become God, and other beings will always worship God. People of the lesser mysteries are the religious people. They worship God in spirit and in truth, away from themselves. People of the greater mysteries are like the uncut stone that's on that side, Ashla, that becomes cut to become a perfect stone. Become a part of the building block of the most high place. You with me? Some of you here are of the lesser mysteries, and some of you here are the higher mysteries. You have people who grab the higher mysteries and play games with them. I heard a brother say, and it threw me off a little bit. He said, um, Allah means I, so A L L. A-H. Now, I heard the uh, 5% use it, and I know that they stole it from the Moorish science temple, whether well, they won't admit it or not. Right, me. But the sad thing of it is, if you want the truth, or you want me to play the game with anybody else? Come on I'm saying that because sometimes you tell the truth is bitter to people. And they get mad at you, they don't really want to hear the whole truth. They want to hear what the man puts in books. And they got, they're real good at referring to white man books. Right. And quoting his book against anything a newbie has to say. But I'm taking directly to the language so you can see it, so we can dispel this part of the right now. Raos, and it means head in Arabic. 
This word is and it means arm in Arabic. This word is and it means leg in Arabic, the ancient language, as well as in Hebrew. Got it? Now, if we're saying we are Asiatics, right, and there's a mother language with Arabic, correct? And then we make references to phrases like arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that we are right and exact, then that should match up in Arabic, not in English, a new language. Come on with it. English didn't even exist back right. then. So you have an Arabic name, Allah, and add on English words, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and sound head. You understand? The unification is here. The power to bring all those forces, all those incarnations into one being to come back out and solve the problem, whether you accept me or not. I'll tell you what I mean. That means the abbreviation of that one, Darul, for arm and Arabic, is a vet, which is equivalent to a GH. And that is a ray or a rock, which is equivalent to an ara. And this would be another aura. And this one would be another th. And this would be another um, another aura. So the word is th aura aura th, not arm arm. (laughs) 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 These type of teachings must be stopped, not by force but by fact. You've got to learn this. So when someone gets up in front of you and pretends to know something, you get that hold of them. That's not right now. That's good information. The kids might like it in kindergarten. You let kids in kindergarten play with toys and that Simon change it. Let them build blocks. In a sense, they can build blocks. But it's not that. And they say something like, Sam, I am, I am Sam. You said, well, okay, it's better than English. Now you walk down the street and say, Sam, I am, I am Sam. Nobody would understand what you're talking about. But that kindergarten level, so you let Dr. Zeus, Zeus, you see, get in there. <laughs> it doesn't frighten me. But now we are at the end of time when all the so-called great teachers have taught what they came to teach. They all have so-called finished what they say that everything the nation of Islam is going to teach has been taught. You understand? Everything that the good brother Noble Juali himself was here to teach has been the same applies to the gods and the earth, Father, Senate, and etc. Thank you. 
You understand me? I'll do it like do it piece by piece. So this has got to go. As old information. I spell Lord and Master. I Anna spell Ness Lord Rev and what Master Molas. Okay. I. This is an A. It's an Alif. It's not an I, which would come off as an I'm, as in the name Esau. Where they write I-S-A in their own books. This is a different letter than the Arabic letter Ali. Just like in Hebrew, I write the Ali or I write the I. This is a primitive I, and this is a primitive Ali, which will which I'll get into L and Al. For the most high again, if you need it. So again, we have Anna, I. So, Ness, Lord, Reb. And that's not Lord in Arabic. Reb comes from the word to sustain. There is no equivalent to L O R D in Arabic. However, in Hebrew, we do have one. Bad. Bow, the Babylonian statue called Lord or Lord. You understand? And then Master, Molana. All that means is a teacher. So no, the word Islam does not break down the I felt Lord and Master. And you left the other A out in Arabic. Because the word is written like this in Arabic. And that's there in the second A. The Ali or Lam Ali. And the word comes from the root word Salama. Peace. Not submission. Submission would be a new word created when they added a shadda to double the L. Salama. And if I pray with my brother, I say, That's Salama. Do you surrender? Then I head on. Oh, it could be the other way. He could have been headlocked. He in Arabic, understand? And he would know, I surrender. Well, you don't see what I'm telling you today? These things is what's keeping us back. These things is what's making the people out there not realize who their most high is today. In person. The wisest amongst you is to lead you to the Father. Not the wisest amongst you is the Father. I am not my father. I am of my father. I am not Jesus. I am not the Messiah. I'm not Esau. Don't let the Suez put that crap out there. They need that. So that's all they know. That's all they know what? That's all they know how to attack is the obvious. When I say I'm Malachi Zodak, I'm Melchizedek, the Muslims don't have a dialogue for that. So they can't address it, so they say, well, we know him as Dr. York. <laughs> they can't say, well, what's the way What's Melchizedek? What's that Arab? They don't know. Nebi Khidir. El Khidir. The green one. 
Then some others say, oh, that's what he's talking about. No, he ain't that. <laughs> they said, what did that do? And how do you know that? <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And yet that is blank. This must go. You with me? This is old information. This information was taught to you about us. You understand? Now, one of us is here to teach you what you're supposed to know about yourself. And I'll tell you how it happens and how it happens. Go ahead. It starts up here in another realm. The Quran calls it Ilyun. Muslims nowhere in any of their tafsir, which means explanations of the Quran, have been able to explain what that meant. They all invaded. Oh, it's a place where good records are kept. You say a place like in Macan, a place? And then, you know, a place, Macan? So where is this place? It's in heaven. They want to go into mythology. And when you try to confine them to the fact of, so are you saying there is an Allah who was here on earth and created beings with the help of his angels, and then as the Quran says, he left the earth and he went into the heavens to sit on an ash, a throne? Can you do that with me? They go, yeah. So there is a throne somewhere in heaven where God sits on it? Yes, and God has a butt out to sit. Blasphemy, yeah. Right. yeah. But it's not. You said God is in heaven? I say God is heaven. Because if God is in heaven, then heaven is bigger than God. You with me? And how could heaven be bigger than the law? But they'll say, oh, he's in the inside the heavens. So if Allah, if Allah is inside the heavens, he's, who's the biggest? Yeah. And Allah is inside the heavens, and the heavens must be bigger than Allah, then Allah is not so much better. Allah is Akbar, they say the greatest. That does not, that's not what the word translates. The word Akbar comes from the word Javir, meaning big. The biggest. On the oldest. So if Allah is Allahu Akbar, then He is the biggest and oldest. You can leave that on. You follow what I'm saying? And how could He therefore be in the heaven? How could Jesus' Father be in the heaven? Wouldn't He be the heaven? Wouldn't He be the all? Wouldn't all things be within Him and nothing outside? El Kalum. And you too should say, I am in the all. And all is in me, not and the all is in me. But I am a part of the all. The all is a part of me. That's what they're saying. That's taking you to the next level of divinity as a quantum existing being. You follow? All right. So now, these beings, according to your Bible, came down, as we spoke about last week, and was hovering above the water. You know what Genesis says? And the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. God was not moving on the land. God was not standing on the land. God was moving on the surface of the water. 
You see why the Christians got that Jesus walk on water? Because they had to try to make him look like God. You understand? They want to put his father out of position and put his son in, like all corporations do. It didn't work. Now, but what did it say? Upon the face of the deep. That means the deep is dealing with the seed. Women? So some beings who were in the sea was looking up at the spirit of God moving across the water while land was still bobo and tofu, as Hebrew puts it. Boy and and darkness. Boy and darkness. So the planet was in a dark state because the sun's light could not get through. You follow? And a dust cloud covered the planet. And certain beings called Elohim, which is a plural Which is a plural in Hebrew, Alif, Lamech, Hey, Yad, Mim. A plural, being, be, being, be, Elo. But where Muslims get Allah, in plural, Allah in the Quran, God, they came. The Bible, they came. And they looked at the condition of this once fertile place. That's why they said replenish, refill. They were going to fill it again. It's like when you have a swimming pool in your backyard. You follow? And you dress it and prepare it in the summer, and when the winter comes, you cover it up and all kind of mildew comes. Come to season again, you've got to clean it away, pull the cover off, let the sunlight come in, clean out the pool, get all the mildew and the fungus out, put in fresh water and chemicals to make it usable again. God, you do it every time. You replenish that food. Right. <laughs> Is that not right? That's right. right. The big chain, the Quran calls them, the Malaika, which is Allah, or the Nephilim, or the Neturu, or the Shishoki, or the Kachina, whatever language you want to come from, you want to play Native American, we'll do that. <laughs> Your father came down and saw the condition of the planet. But a being that was talking was looking from the bottom of the sea. Because he said, in the beginning. Right? Let me stop right there. In the beginning. What does the word stop with? Be. We'll give you all a secret. That should be kept safe. But I'm going to give it to you. You know what I'm going to give to you? Suppose they <laughs> Because you've never heard it before. And with all the teachers that have been teaching you for your so-called 400 years of slavery for those who came from Africa and those who were already here, because both of us are sitting here, right? right. All these so-called teachers are supposed to be bringing you information. They don't have certain keys, keys that tell you they're standing outside of person's wisdom and things. Right. Once I say this, it's going to pop up in books, like everything else I say. Right. Nobody's going to give me the credit. They just want to start, you know, oh, who's that? You know, right? No, <laughs> the Nubian people, we are Nubian. They never heard of Nubian people. And I'll explain Nubian if you need it. I'm going to give you a secret here. Beginning. Women, the first word 
the first word in the Torah is Barashit. Say Barashit. The first letter in that word is the Hebrew word Bet. Bet. <laughs> equivalent to what you would call in English B. Yeah. Now let's step out the Torah and step into the Bible of the New Testament. You with me? The first word in the first book of the New Testament, which is called the book of Matthew, is Bibulus in Greek. Say Bibulus. And it means little book. Little book. It's a Greek letter for with me? The first word in the Quran is Bismillah. And if they say, no, 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 brother, before that, the Tasmiyah, Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, they say it corrupted, was the fifth revelation of Muhammad. It wasn't the first, but the first was Ikra. I said, right. The first was Ikra. Someone said to Muhammad, Ikra. And then when he told him what to mean, he said, Ikra what? Bismillah. <laughs> so the B is there again. Bismillah. You with me? All right. The three letters B that have been passing through the scriptures given to you have been controlled by the Magus. The Magus, the Essenes. Today, you may call them the Masonic Order or Freemasons. Well, they have been protectors of the scripture under the name Knights of Templar for thousands of years. For those who know, no. And the key number on the back of the dollar bill is what? Say it loud. The key number is 13. Say your alphabet. A, B, Who has the most information this day and time? 
Notice, he finished his journey. I can't give y'all with so much light. There are two Illuminati. There's the Illuminati of the amber light and the Illuminati of the green light. You have been the Illuminati before you initiated them into the order of the Illuminati. You gave them the, the amber light. When? When Michael taught Lucifer. And Lucifer rebelled in the heavens and was cast down here. And was given the right to socialize and walk side by side with the angels. Look, look in the book of Job. When the angels go back to heaven, Lucifer's with them again. After all he's done, as a Luciferian, he's still an Elohim. He's just a rock, not a yah. Rock and yah is where they get the word Yahweh from. Yah is a coolie farm for good, and Yah is a coolie farm for disagreeable or evil. Yahweh was Tammuz's name as he brought the Indoites and the Inkyites into one family. Or Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt into one family. Amon and the Rock, which goes into another story. So these beings, Jew, the heavenly one, came down to earth. You follow? And mixed in with human beings. And some of them married the daughters of men. And produced mighty wives, Gebarian, these children. Genesis chapter 6. But the claim was that Tammuz, referred to as my spirit in Genesis chapter 6, will not always be with man, for he is also flesh. His days shall be 120. The lifespan of the Elohim is 1,000 years each of your time. But he had to leave at 120. That's Genesis chapter 6. That's not talking about Jesus. My spirit should not always start with man for he but flesh. The days should be 120. Come on with it. That's the Tammuz that's been assigned to you by the Anunnaki. A name they don't want to talk about. Zachariah Sitchin. And these guys are now talking about Anunnaki's in this later day and time. Because they knew that ancient ones were coming forth again. They knew that incarnations were going to start happening again. They knew they had to drug you. They had to suppress you. They had to intoxicate you with alcohol beverages. And when that didn't work, as old days, our fathers and grandfathers stayed drunk all the blue. When that was not strong enough to suppress the God in you, they moved on into heroin. And all throughout the 50s and the 60s, they had us down on heroin. And when heroin couldn't hold us down when we could get heroin, they came on with a new method, a methadone. Was supposed to kick the heroin and it got you addicted to the methadone. And that couldn't hold us down. But it came out with dust prepared for angels to sprinkle <laughs> It was sprinkling angel dust over our neighborhood. Have us hallucinating so they knew the power of the hippocampus area in our brain. And that was a contact with the most high. So they got the hallucinatory part of our brain deadened by drugs. <laughs> and when you couldn't afford angel dust and you couldn't afford cocaine, they lowered the price and said, crack it. Penetrate <laughs> 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 that skull by any means possible. Crack his head open. 
eat his brains. And we start burning ourselves out on a pipe of crap. You know what? You're kicking that too. Anybody got one? Nobody got songs? 
Read it out for us. 
with the cornerstone changed into the eye of all who knows of either Hor- Horus or Osiris, both being under the eye of Rock, who became the almond of all your churches. Amen. 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 You with me? Amen. A brother said to me that the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill was the great seal of the Moorish nation. <laughs> I said, that sounds nice, same brother Haki. It sounds nice, however, why are we using an Egyptian pyramid if you're talking about people that was indigenous of America? Why didn't they put an American pyramid back there? There are pyramids here in America. We are the original mound builders. That's why I strategically brought you here to Eatington. Do you know that? Just last month's Geographic Magazine, we repeated an article about the Eagle Rock Mound built by you. It's less than 15 minutes from here. Close as I could get without being in the park. (laughs) (laughs) And on the top of that mound, and out of the Washington, they have a picture in the magazine right inside. They show it to you. They say that's one of the greatest symbols, the eagle. What was that eagle? Huh? That's called what in Native American culture? The Great Spirit. It takes all your prayers and messages through the stars, but it soars to heaven. It came adapted as an American symbol from the Phoenix. And the Phoenix comes from where they got the dove. You with me? Mm-hmm. And why they use the dove? <laughs> They use the dove because the dove, when you take it and put it inside your bosom, goes into a coma state. It goes to sleep. Did you know that? Oh, that's why magicians use a dove. Because they put a dove in their hat. Now go buy a pet, go buy a pound of pet shop and ask and find out I'm trying to kill. They put a dove out of the sun's light, it goes into a coma state and refuses to move. If you pull it out, it comes to life and flies. It's your resurrection story. And they chose a white dove in Christianity when doves come in all kinds of colors and speckles, including dark brown, all tones. And they, they, they chose a descending dove coming down to light upon Jesus to remain with him forever. Going nowhere. Going to sleep. All of these are the mysteries. That's why that eagle is there. That mound is a landing point when the crash comes. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean go out there and start standing around there. <laughs> that don't mean go out there and start standing around there over what we're doing. Because you might get zapped by the Anunnaki. Because they see your life, not your body. They see whether or not you are setting off a positive, pure, green light, the essence of all life on this planet, or you setting out an amber light. So you better remember Independence Day, all them fools that got up on that roof who thought just because they put on extraterrestrial costumes and say welcome, they got that. Don't think you can't get that if you're out there doing all kinds of devilishment and think they're going to take you with them home. Ain't nobody taking those drunken Stunk and drunk nigga home with them. Why should they take you back to risk so you can mess their crowd up and bring your music and your loudness and your voices and your talking, your bad habits? Why should they? 
Muslims ain't going nowhere. He was like, you always told us 144,000 Muslims. Right. The Ansar Law community, I said. Nobody else. All Sunni Sikhs are there. Some people are messed up in the head. That's not Islam. That's Sufism. That ain't reality. That ain't science. We're about science. Now you can say more is science, but yes, the Portuguese did call us in Portuguese Morenos. Now, the word negra. Come on with it. Where is it at? Come on with it. Open the Bible to Acts, chapter 13, verse 1. And you'll find that they were calling the followers of Barnabas, Jesus' original disciples, they were calling them niggas then. Right, you know, Come on, man. You got that Bible again? <laughs> Acts 13, 1. Come on, y'all. Bring it out. You got one? Acts 13, 1. Let my brother read it. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. As Barnabas and Simon, that was called nigger and Lucius in your Bible. <laughs> and the Greek word there is nigger with three <laughs> Nigger. The Greeks called them nigger then. No nigger didn't come from the Niger River. No nigger didn't just come from Latino people saying nigger. No, it's back in the Bible. They were calling Jesus' the disciples niggers. Another one of those terms they keep giving us when we are not black. When you look at Osiris and Ra in ancient Egypt, they're coming down green. Why are the deities green? Go back and look at the book. Look at Pass and ancient Egypt on the wall. Look at Tar. That's his name. Tar. Pass. Look at Osea, Osiris. And you'll see that they're green. They're not black. They're not brown. They're green. Before the poison, before the iron of this atmosphere through the air got into your body and oxidized and rust you into brown. You could scream about being brown and all that kind of stuff. When you wasn't even brown. You think that's not that's why a man makes so much fun of the green I mean the green Martians are coming? Green Martians. <laughs> right. Every time that man plays a trick like that, believe it, there's some truth in it. He's talking about you. Back to the other points, I got so many. I got 76 trillion years of information. <laughs> I'm only supposed to give y'all 25,000 years, sir. I got to cram it all in in 30 years. But back to the whole original point, this is a French name. The tribe was the Shoshone. The Shoshone Nubian tribe. Why? Because Ben York's name was not Ben York. That was a name given to him. Son of York. His father's name was Ali. I know. It's my grandpa. <laughs> on my mother's side. They came here from Mali. You understand that? And was taken into slavery because he spoke all the dialects of the different tribes who came here. The Native American tribes that are here 
came because of a Chinaman named Ho Shen. When he got here, he met people that were already here, woolly haired, dark-skinned people that they call the Katina. They also call them the Hopi from the Egyptian deity Hopi. And they married and lived with them in peace. And they produced what you see today as Orientals with slant eyes and round faces and light skin and straight hair. The giveaway is understanding the science of care. Nine, the highest number. The zodiac does not have 12 signs. They didn't find the last two planets until after the 18th century. But they couldn't have had 12 signs of the zodiac back in the biblical times. They only had six months in the year. That's why they made a mistake and said Jesus was born in the year one. But he was born in the month of June. Nula, they called the Most High. So these people came over here, these Chinese, his name is Ho Shan, look it up, sailed to California, mixed in with us, and produced the Native Americans. The dead giveaway is in the hair. Don't get mad, relax. I'm not going to do nothing but tell you the truth, and I want you to check it out or call me a fool. I want you to believe nothing I said. It ain't worth Only Chinese and Native Americans have hollow hair. Did you know that? Did you know that they have hollow hair? Do you know that that's why Chinese can't curl their hair? We have our answers in the past. That makes me get first-hand information. We have Native Americans in the tab, the head of the Shoshone, the high priestess of the Shoshone Nubian tribe is here. She lives on Quebec with us. For all of those here who are part Native American. That's her job in the, in the family. Only Native Americans and Chinese, and that's only some of the tribes of Native Americans, have hollow hair. Don't believe me. Be amazed. Check it out. Or better yet, come out the maze and find out. <laughs> Proving that it was the Chinese, and they go back to the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty, the people had nappy hair. The later Mongolians got the straight hair. They mixed in with people here on this continent with woolly hair and produced Native Americans. And that's why some Native Americans look Chinese. Alarites from out in the western part of the country raped the, what they call squaw. And that's why a lot of Caucasian country boys also have Oriental eyes. I don't know if you noticed it. Mm-hmm. Their eyes look like they're Chinese, a lot of country western singers. Because they're in their blood. And that's why every cowboy fits, they always have Chinamen in there. But they were marrying into them also. This is these, now, these are the, 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 these are the real facts. There's a whole lot of facts out there, but there's a real fact, too. Some people don't check out. Now, some of the people say, I'm not sure. Don't tell me about stuff. And I'm not saying, did you prove it to me? You say, well, from what I heard, I heard the brother say, when the Declaration of Independence was being signed, some mysterious man walked in and told them, sign it. <laughs> and all of them signed it. Who's the mysterious man? We don't know. So don't tell me about that kind of stuff. Right. Don't tell me about it unless you can prove it to me. Right. I've been lied to so many times. I've been lied to in Islam. I've been lied to in Judaism. I've been lied to in Christianity. I've been lied to in the Rosicrucian, Seven Day Event. I've been lied to by so many different people. If you can't bring me on facts, keep it, John. Keep this, keep it. And if you're going to bring it, I'm going to ask. I'm trying to raise a group of people here that will ask questions. 
That's why we're the only ones who we started. Now everybody's trying it. Come on and sit down and ask questions. <laughs> they don't take it. They don't want it. They can't do it, my sister. They can't stand here and take it. They won't let me come up there and question what's the name. No way. He said, bring, bring Dr. Yorkie, mommy. That's demon. That's demon. I don't know what that is. But all I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> because after I say, this is not a fed. This is a tunnel bush. Fez is a place in Morocco. Fez, there you go again. Fez is an Arabic word. They say this, Fez. There's no such Arabic word as Fez. It is a French word. The French Foreign Legion wore Fezes, which was a short cap similar to this with a brim and claw. And when they inducted the Algerians into the army, because they couldn't pray with a brim on the front of it, they tore the brim off. <laughs> you understand? And that's the short fed that you hear the Masonics use. Right. It has nothing to do with the royal tarbush. If you're going to sound right in front of the world, stand up and say, this is a tarbush. And this is not new in the Ansar law community. It's not new. I'll show you a picture of me wearing a Todd Bush in 1970. That's how we used to wear it. Long before we switched in the Togians and Emmers, we were known for our feds, as they call it, and we just kept saying, no, Todd Bush, feds, Todd Bush, feds is a place where, women, where, when the Crusades was overpowered, the Muslims, they keep saying they won, they lied. The Knights of Templars overpowered them and cut off Mecca and cut off Jerusalem. They had to reroute the pilgrimage to Fez. And there, the Freemasons picked up the headdress of the Frenchmen. The word, you want some more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this word here? The whole truth. They? Oh. It's not Arabic. It's oh. Turkish. What are Turks? Germanic French people. The word comes from the from the Turkic word uh, B-E-G, Beg. And it means a ruler, but it's not one of our names. However, the name El, which is mispronounced as Eel, like Harad is mispronounced, can be found as El and and goes back to the name Ali, but there's no Bay, J, L, Al, Ali. L, Al, and Ali are all the same name. And it leads back to, you want some more? Yeah. It leads back to Ali, the, the nephew of the Prophet Muhammad, born 572, of Arabia, the so called Arabian prophet. His daughter, Fatima, married Ali. And Ali, the way they call it in the Shrine Temple, is A-L-E-E, look at the man, is the one who initiated the Masonic Law or the Shrine Temple in this country in 1877, the year you say Farah was born. That's when they brought it here, when some noble men, Caucasians, got initiated by the Saudi Arabian government. 
to bring the information here. The Moroccan government did the same thing years before that to Americans. So you have a Moroccan lodge here, and they'll say more right on their face. And you have the ancient Arabic order, then you have the ancient Egyptian Arabic order. One taking it down to the daughters of ISIS, one taking it back to Saudi Arabia, to Mecca. They go to Mecca and they perform the ritual in Mecca at the Kaaba. They dismantle their camel there. You understand what I'm All of this is brought to this country and taught to you as real Islam for you. And he said, well, the Amorites used to respect us. When they saw you in the fez, they wanted to know, do you know what you were wearing? But when you put up the five-pointed star and crescent, they said, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no sun to get in front of no moon. Ain't no five-pointed star and crescent to be a real symbol. Because a star is a sun. You can't get the sun in front of the moon under no circumstances. So it must be an illusion. It must be for confusion. Right. You follow what I'm saying? What is the symbol? They think the shrine of symbol is a star and crescent with a sword on the top. It's not what it is. It's the claw of the world Bengal tiger. That's what you see. Ask anybody who walks through the lodge and wants their secrets. You don't know what's about. The symbol you're riding on is on the Bahamut symbol. You know what the Bahamut is? The Mendez symbol. You know what the Mendez is? The inverted pentagram of the rampage. The man who wrote the book, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus, from which the modern scientists get their Quran Circle 7. He's the one who drew that picture of that creature. Look on the bottom and you see his name in the outside of the bottom of it. He drew a creature with fingers like this and with a five-pointed star here, a half goat, and half woman and half man and with hands like this and with a, a white crescent there and a black crescent there and a star in his head. Talking about white Islam and black Islam is all under the devil. <laughs> when they took it out of its first stage period and then gave it back to you tampered with. Not the laws. By the time they got into the picture, all they had was shrine information. They don't know nothing about real Islam, the religion of Allah, Ibrahim, and Hanifah. They know nothing about it. That's why the Muslim keep saying, no, religion is deen. It's the deen of Islam. The deen of Islam said, no, it's Millah, Millah, Holy, Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 130, says Millah, Millah, the religion of Abraham. No, no, you know why? When you say Abraham before Moses, they couldn't explain what his religion is. So his religion would be Nuwako. Oh, yeah. And they can't explain that. They got to get after Moses to get to a religion. Because Moses, according to them, received the Torah. And the book of Leviticus, Leviticus gave them their first law. And then the New Testament came after that. So the Christians get their religion from the New Testament, the Jews get their religion from the Torah, and the Muslims get their religion from the Quran. It came after the Injil, and they call it for the New Testament. So what was Abraham's religion? They don't know. And they can't know Abraham was a Muslim. Prove it. Show me in the Torah. Well, that's because he prostrated. Okay, sounds nice, doesn't it? But he prostrated before you became Muslim. So it's not that he is a Muslim because he prostrated. It's you Muslims stole his prostration. You got it backwards. What makes Abraham a Muslim? Circumcision? 
He had to be taught that, and that was a Babylonian custom. What makes Abraham a Muslim? They don't know. They can't prove it. The Holy Quran speaks of Abraham's books. We gave Abraham the book. They, where's Abraham's book? They don't know. They don't have it. Yet you want me to follow you and say it's rightly that I should base the whole, my whole life on your translation of a Quran or your translation of a Torah and you don't have no facts. I'm supposed to live until I die on this, on his host. I need some facts for my soul's sake. And for the souls of my children and their children, I need some facts. I don't need no more myths. Make things clear to me. And I told y'all when I came on the scene, I came to step on this. <laughs> he was not going to like me. But I'm a made man. Made for you. Not made for the Masonic Lodge. Made for you. I have been prepared to answer questions. That's why they made me. I was born speaking 19 languages. I was proud. I don't want to be this. I would, I, would, I would prefer to be in Dr. Yorker's singer. They talk about Dr. more fun than this. <laughs> <laughs> but I came programmed with information to inflame you. So get your pilot lit up again. Facts. Get you jumping again. Get you moving again. Get you alive, Lazarus. Now, when you go out there, you go out there and you say, no, 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 no. That ain't no fed, brother. That is a... Uh-huh. And then we can go to the dictionary and look that up. <laughs> Say, no, that thing fair. We ain't no bay. Bay is Turkish. We ain't no Turks. Turks are European. We are eels or elves. And that eel or elf was waiting for Geb. Remember Geb? To come from Shu. When Shu the God up here comes down to Geb and you put the L. Gabriel. Nusku. Waiting for the incarnation of an angel in flesh again. Do angels come in flesh? According to your Bible, it says right in the 11th chapter that the gods in heaven looked down and saw the mystery. So one of them came down to earth and then came back and told the heavenly father, man is mischief making. And they said, let's go down there and see what he's doing in your Bible. So some beings from up there came down here, and when they got here, what did they see? And what did they do? They diversified the tongue. How hard is it to diversify the tongue? Is it difficult? No, it's extremely simple. It's called mass hypnosis. You can go to Las Vegas. And send the audience of a magician who calls himself fraud. <laughs> and he hypnotizes the whole audience and has people acting like dogs and clowns and all kind of weird things without them even knowing. That's right. Asking why I went to Las Vegas. Because I wanted to see Luxor. I wanted to see this thing they built called a pyramid and a sphinx. I want to see what they're doing without a way of life. Because if you don't use it, they will. They don't want you to go nowhere near Egypt. You know why? Because you can see yourself on the wall in Egypt. So they can't lie to you. They want you to call yourself Muslim because Muslims don't have no images. <laughs> you see that game? So we go 
all our little black Muslims, this kind of Muslims, Muslims, all kind of stuff, but we can't show no pictures of ourselves to verify it. So people say, man, Muslims are Arabs. And Arabs don't have woolly hair, they have straight hair. They belong to the straight hair family. They're not one of y'all. You understand that? They want you to call themselves Hebrews because according to Hebrews, Torah is forbidden to make pictures. It's forbidden to make statues of yourself. It's forbidden to make images of yourself. They don't want you to be no Yoruba, but they don't want to see no statue of Shango in your house. They don't want you to be no Santaria. When you see a Shango statue, they don't want that. You follow me? But it's all right for the Catholics to have faith this, faith that, faith and a whole bunch of white people statues. It's all right for the Muslims all over the Muslim world. And if you travel, and I have all over the world, if you go to Morocco now, you can see King Hussein fishes all over the street. If you go to Saudi Arabia, you see the royal family and big posters, I mean life-size and bigger. All over the street. Pitches themselves. But they'll tell you, don't take no pictures. They got mad when I did a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. They said, he's a black picture. Is he crazy? <laughs> but they know the power of a picture. You know the power of a picture and an image in the heart of a child. And in Genesis, it says, I created a man in my image after my life. I made a picture of him and gave him my attitude. <laughs> they want to take away the picture and leave the attitude. I put back the picture and the attitude. I got people walking around saying, no, 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 no. He doesn't say he's God. All of us are God. <laughs> there can't be a he is a God because the Bible and the Quran both uses us and we. That's right. That's right. So they got all of us got, are we not God? Didn't Jesus say, is it not written in your law, I said, ye are? That's right. Sure did. And all of you are the children of the most. Ah, oh. There must be one from amongst you who is the wisest amongst you. There's not a person in this room, even, if, even though some of y'all think you can, that can stand up and go toe-to-toe with me in facts. Right. If you say you're Muslim, I'll switch right into Arabic on you. <laughs> if you say you're Hebrew, I'll switch into Hebrew on you. Because that's what you're supposed to know. You will not stand up in front of me and take out a Christian Bible by a Caucasian named King Davis and tell me this is your Bible. You don't have a your Bible until one of you translates it. As long as it's a King James Bible from the Anglican Church of England, you ain't from England, you ain't Anglican, that's not your church, and King James Bible is not yours. So when Yahweh man Yahweh put out his own Bible, and all he did is took pits, do some cartoons of black people, and stuck it inside a King James Bible and rebound it. That's not our Bible. You ain't got no Bible until you got your own Bible. Right. Right. Someone who's sensitive to your feelings translates one for you. Thanks. Someone who find the word nigger in there. <laughs> And pass the children is not going to tell you about no nigger in the Bible. Don't y'all, don't you get mad at me. I'm the best man, like I said before. I'm the best thing that happened to you. Right. 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 
Your nose is too wide, I was so adult like you. Your hair was a short, beautiful, natural, I was so you look like a boy. <laughs> and he does that, and now most Caucasian men are walking around with shoulder length hair and walk up and ask them they look like girls. How can I love you if you don't love you? Come on with it. How can I love your image if you don't love the way you Come on with it. When I see my beautiful Latino sisters, they have wavy hair. That is that's how they think their hair is what? Supposed to be. You got woolly hair, how's your hair supposed to be? Come together and love each other, respect each other for what you are. But don't try to make all the Latino sisters think they're white, all the Negro girls think they're white, and then we men, Latino and Danubian men, are lost trying to find a woman. We have fell in love with Shirley Temple. (laughs) And then we don't know how to respect you when you get up in the morning before you put on your clown costume. Most of the fights take place in Nubian houses in the morning. Before she can dress up like Shirley Temple. While she is still out wandering in the lane. translation to research to etymology. I've been doing it for years. I'm the best at it. Right. You follow? And they don't like the fact that I'm the best at it. Because I don't fit the mold. And when they want me to be a certain way, they want me to go to a cemetery. I mean a seminary. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to put a cross on my head. Like a tombstone. And there's Christians on tombstones in Islamic countries. <coughs> Make it just a Christian thing. Muslims are just as numb as the Christians. Don't be fooled. Got real quiet now, isn't it? It's all right to pounce up and down on Christians, Muslims. I'll take you to each one of y'all one of the days. Come on, wait a minute. I'll talk to you Muslims too. Tell me something that you got that's original. You can't give me nothing original in Islam. Nothing. Come on, wait a minute. Your prayers come from the Jews. Prostration is in the Bible before the Quran was revealed. Hello. Your pilgrimage comes from Egypt. Ramses II has four wives and a hundred concubines. That's what Muhammad's Quran gets the four wives thing. Come on, wait a minute. Oh, great Solomon, who's in the Quran as Sulaiman, built the greatest temple. What greatest temple? The greatest temple is built in Luxor. Built to Amun Ra, one of your ancestors. Solomon's temple is just a myth. You want some more magic? There's some more magic. Matthew 24, we talked about it last week. Matthew 24, when Jesus was with his disciples, Jesus promised them that not one rock will be left there. All the rocks in the temple of Jerusalem would fall. Matthew 24, read it. But right now, as me and you go to Israel, right now, there's Jews standing at the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall of the Temple of Solomon. And they're standing at that wall, they're reading their Tanakh, and they're rocking like this. Right. We're 2,000 years away from Jesus, 
And that wall is still standing. Mr. Preacher, or Preacher's Plumbing, tell me, did Jesus make a mistake, or is this book of Matthews a lie? I'm Which on with it. But one of them wrong. That's the Bible. I'm on with it now. It says in Matthew 24, where are we here? Okay. Verse 2, and Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily, I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be torn down. So if you wait for Jesus to come, you, he can't come until the temple is totally down. So Reverend was telling you Jesus is coming soon. Better keep his eyes on that wall. But <laughs> this prophecy, they were asking him what would be the signs of your coming and what would be the signs of the end of the world. Matthew 24. And he told him first the wall must come down, the whole temple. And the temple is not down. In fact, they are building on it right now. <laughs> They're taking it back. The Jews laugh when Christians say the Solomon's temple belongs to them. Solomon's temple is in the hands of the Knights of Temple. Freemasons control Solomon's temple. That's right. Freemasons control the pilgrimage in Mecca. And Freemasons walk controlling the White House in Washington. When Benjamin Banneken built the White House in Washington, was a black president. George Washington was not the first president, he was a general. He was appointed president by a black man. Come on with it now. Come on with it. That White House is called White House. I'm saying that White House is called White House because i got to go to another language for you. Dar Vedar. Dar Vedar. An Arabic word meaning Dar, House, Vedar, White House. That's the, that was the original capital of Morocco. First it was Old Fet, then it became Dar Vedar, which they call Casa in Spanish, Casa Blanca, the white capital house. And then it became Rabat, which it is now. But Dar Vedar. When did all that happen? It happened when you lied and said you chopped down the cherry tree and told us the cherry tree was a fed. And then you brought up a Moroccan flag, a big old red flag with a green Jewish star in it, a seal of Solomon, and told me that was my flag. And you told him what you got, you made him think he was getting something. <laughs> that is not the Moroccan flag. That flag was introduced into Morocco in the 17th century. It was all read by Hassan II. I studied in Morocco, in Arabic. There's pictures of me in Morocco years ago. Any old man saw I tell you. Did I, did I study in Morocco? Yeah. I studied. I speak the Moroccan dialect. I know the language. I was there in the university studying there. That is not the original Moroccan flag. Another lie has got to be gotten rid of. You can go and do the research. The Mola, they call them the Molavia group of French barbers, as they call them, brought in that red flag with a man called Hassan II. And the French put the star on it because these were French Jews. You understand that? Mm-hmm. Called the Sephardines, who lived in Spain also and Portugal. 
They put the star. No, no, no. The six-pointed star is not the Jewish star. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, and you find out that that six-pointed star is called a modern Iraq, a shield. Molan means shield. Nuzzle means star. When they say the star of David, they are misguiding you. The word is Molan David, which means the shield of David. You see? That five-pointed star is their symbol. They don't go above five senses. And when they say this lady told me uncomfortable. Okay? This is just the ladies not to be uncomfortable. Men understand me. All of us stand me. When they say arm, leg, leg, arm, head, and say that represents a man, they're leaving out a very important point. Come on, man. Go there. I got to go there. You're going to clear out the house. I got to do it. I mean, I mean, if y'all overstand, I ain't got to be going there. Still a little lingering at the darkness, and I got to go there. Come on with it. I ain't taking no help. Come on with it. Just point things out. Come on with it. Don't tell me no five-point star represents me. I'm not on a political trip. 
I know we don't have no political crop clock in this doggone country. Anything that has a P on it don't pertain to us. Ain't no P's in none of our Semitic languages. Ain't no P in Arabic. Ain't no P in Hebrew. They added Purim in there. Don't pertain to us. The five P's is the five pointed star. Politics. Politics. Polytheism. Psychology. Those are the five P's. And the Eastern stars back them up because they're the wise. Eastern star, the star out of the east. Five selected women. I said, look in your face. <laughs> Five selected women. For what purpose? To protect Mary. What Mary? Do you know who Mary is in the, in the, when they get to the higher degrees? Huh? You don't think I know it's going to Virginia to my relative's house. And walk and look on the mantelpiece and see all my uncles and them standing there in Freemasonry clothes in Virginia right now, standing next to President Hoover. Right? Who worked his way from presidency to the FBI. Because he was such a tyrant. He was a Freemason. They all stand like this. I had all the books. Come on, baby. What is he talking about? Talking about the book of Revelation. Where a woman is standing in a crescent. Right, and the Christian will call her Our Lady of Fatima, the Blessed Mother Mary. Now, will you please tell me why the Catholics have adopted Our Lady of Fatima, a Muslim, the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad, for another name for Fatima, for, I mean, for Mary? So they knew that Ali child would be born. They knew when Ali was coming, a Mahdi. They knew that Mahdi would be linked. With both one foot on the land and one foot in the sea. Right. They knew he would have Africa in it and he would have America in it. They knew he would have the tongue, the two edged tongue to cut up the lies. They knew I was coming. I got 19 incarnations already. And I'm now receiving the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. Mm-hmm. You understand that, man? Noble Dwali, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and Clarence 13. The three sons. Now I'm receiving incarnations for them. Otherwise, otherwise, there'd be no reason for me in what I'm doing to take the time to do a book called Quran 37. Why? Do I need to be bothered? Do I need the arguments? That's right. Do I need the, the negativeness for coming in and taking a book that they've had since 1913 and nobody won't put it from this into this? So it's permanent? Oh, Why me? Because Noble Dwali spoke to my heart and asked me to do it. Oh. Said his flocks are scattered. Yeah, that's true. They, everybody wants to be him. Yeah. All these self righteous and self-acclaimed. Some of them even call themselves noble Dwali. Stand up and recite his personal prayer as if it's there. As you know, they're doing it. Donald Elijah Muhammad spoke to my heart. I told him that back in 1990. He came and told me something. That's why these lessons are out. He said, clean up the mess for me, you son. Set my soul free. I'm bounded by this foolishness of Farad. Set me free. I said, okay, I'll take on the job. Stay in touch. I'm going to answer some questions. 
because I know they're going to come and they can deal with it. All I say is if these books are not true about the total history of Master Barah Muhammad, then y'all produce one. Or if you tell us why haven't you produced one since 1930? Uh, why haven't you uh, produced a clear history of the man, his birth, his death, from more than a side photo of him, his fingerprint, his blood type, and everything he told? Why haven't you done it? Why, what are you keeping secret? Tell me more about Nobu Juali than what you want the world to think. His name is not Eel. His name is not Bay. His name is not Day. His name is not El. His name is Sharif. And that's the, that's the family of the Prophet Muhammad, Sharif, the nobles. And also the Shriners, the nobles. And you have Ali, the link to the angels. That's why in the, in the roots of the teaching, there are Ali's. L's and Il's are Hebrew. Are you with me? Just straighten this up for me. Straighten it up for me. Pretty soon you have what's called a problem book. It's finished. I'm talking about within a couple of days, it'll be coming back from the printer hardcover. The problem book. All the 5% lessons, plus lessons. All the stuff they taught in one book. Don't get mad at me. You need this. Because them leaders out there don't want you to have all the information. They want to photo that a couple of copies of the big lesson and give you some of the one in 20. That's right. And change little words. That's right. Teach you something like I tell Lord and Master. That's right. Knowing somebody can come along and make you look like a fool. There's nothing I'm going to teach you and no one can make you look like a fool. Right. You take the time, just like you see it with I didn't get that down. Yes, you did, because I'm going to have it in a book, so you have it one day. <laughs> so you will be able to use it. The problem book will be out. Get a copy of it. Why? Because seven spoke and said, straighten it out for me. When you get there, straighten the mess out for me. Set the record straight for me. Right. I'll try. So in my mission, I have to stop along the way and try to straighten out the mess of other people's missions. They can't do it with my teachings. I can stand up there and teach all day about the Morris scientists and their knowledge of the Zodiac, Yaqub's father. And how they cannot prove that's his name. And why you stay. I can teach you all day about the five percent, which poor makers, I mean, poor writers teachers, who's not even teachers, who's all wise writers, that can know who's doing it in God. But I'm not poor. I'm extremely wealthy. I couldn't put out a million books a year if I wasn't. So, you see these books coming out of y'all? I put out. You ain't doing them, I'm doing them. Right. You ain't giving me no money. I'm doing this for you. I'm not a money preacher. I'm a teacher. But I know what the information age means. I know when you got this book of Revelation, you understand all the symbolism, because I wrote this thing down in how many languages, y'all? Three different languages. It's broke down in Greek. It's broke down in Aramic. It's broke down in Arabic. It's translated English. It's one book, the whole book of Revelation, all the signs and symbols, so you can see the meaning of the words. Ain't no one going to jump. I know when you die, just this. I ain't got to worry about the crap. I know when you digest this Torah, and you can take the word, and see the word next to the faith of the people, and get it. And Psalms, as they call it, is also, to him, is also a fish. 
and he's coming out. So you have the songs to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So now here's my mission of translating all these things. I have to stop and go try to solve the problem for the nation of God <laughs> about far. And solve the problem that's happened to Morris Sinatra. Because as this empress gets stronger and stronger in this one shot thing, she's going to need some serious protectors. Because she got some profound stuff to throw at you. She's a beautiful old lady. She got some profound stuff. But it's dangerous what she's saying. They killed her whole family. They'll kill you for it. Because it's fact. Like I said, I'm a king to Ben y'all. I introduced it to y'all in the cowboy age. But all the fools didn't even know what I was talking about. Why is he in cowboy clothes? Cowboy? Cowboy? Your boy. Take care of my cow. Cowboy? Cowboys were the Nubians. Haven't you heard of Cherokee Bill? And there's no such tribe as Cherokee. That was a trick name. There's no such tribe as Sue. That was a trick name. Oh, yeah. We were cowboys. We were wranglers. We used to lasso down the animals. They wouldn't go near animals. They just became buckers. You know what they were called by us? But <laughs> 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 all they would do is practice hitting the animals with whips. It wasn't, that's what it got the name Cracker. Oh, <laughs> we would walk up and talk to the animals. And then we could train the horse. We communicate with them, not with them. We were the cowboys. Cowboy goose came from a maxim, Mexico. That's who gave cowboy boots. Cowboy hats. It's called a Joe. You ever heard of it before? It's a round hat with a flat round brim. Indian Joe, he called it. Native American. Then the Amorite took it, punched it in, and blocked it, and it became a cowboy hat. The fringes on the cowboy clothes, Hebrews. Native Americans trimming. The eighth in the Masonic Lodge, Native American. And I must correct my young student here. You do find the third eye here in America on the headdress of Native Americans as a permit right here. They all have it right there. On their feathered headdress, you see a third eye symbol. You mean well. Then it doesn't exist in the rest. So none of that stuff belongs to them. If you take down a borderline from California to Mexican can walk here. This is their land. Right. Now they're being treated like they're some kind of animals and right. beaten in the head with sticks when, well, by people who don't belong here. Right. Right. Their right. land. Right. And don't think all of y'all came from Africa. Let me repeat, that is not true. Look at some of these faces. Look at some of these noses. Some of y'all are indigenous people of this land were always here. In what they call Atlan, not Atlantis. That's how Plato misspelled it. And it's, uh, and it's right now under the Bermuda Triangle. That's where it's at. The power center of our empire. Our United Nations, where all the crap will come in and charge themselves. And when I like, drive over there with those metal ships, they get zapped right in. Yeah, they about no wooden planes or no wooden ships going in. They didn't start getting sucked in the Bermuda Triangle until they started going over there with steel. Mmm. Things that make you go. Mmm. 
Y'all must be getting tired, hear me? Oh, oh, no. Okay. So the day has come. Okay. It's called the information age. And I've got to put information out. Don't ask me what is my miracle. You name another man that's putting out as much information as me. Name any one teacher. It's translating all the scriptures. You get a book every day. Now you got your ancient prayer called Tafur in your own language. Now we need a name of that and a language being we need Arabic, somebody else's language. Or, or Hebrew, somebody else's name. When a lot of all of that you need your own name, now we need our own land, our own language. You got it? It's called Nuwapi. Learn your own language. Speak your own language and nobody, anybody can ever correct you on a pronunciation in your own language. Ah. Well, when I hear Muslim, he says, uh, Alhamdulillah, I go, it's not Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah in Arabic. You follow that? That's what happens when Farrakhan and my brothers get up and they try to recite Fatiha. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Al-Rahmani, the Arabs are laughing. And they won't correct him. He's making all, when you say the wrong pronunciation in Arabic, you could be blaspheming and making all kinds of funny sounds. You'll just sit there like this. Even the world of Muhammad studying the Egypt doesn't pronounce things correctly. They just laugh at them. I want them to laugh at Nuwapit. And when you start speaking Nuwapit, it's your language. They can't correct you. Don't you understand the importance of giving you back your own? So you have your own stuff. Nobody can correct you but you, and you keep it correct. What leader in all the history of your so-called enslavement or abuse has given you a language? Nobody. Nobody. They can't do it. Don't y'all see the miracle? The miracle is in the information. Not in me going around popping things out of the air. And I have been known to do that too. <laughs> but that's not my job to do magic tricks for you. I am taking the meat and making them dumbfounded wise. I want a congregation of people that read. Readers. I want you to read. I want you kids in school. I want you to learn. Just stop listening to junk music. Stop, stop eating junk food and get on the mind trick. I'm trying to answer every kind of question that can come at you from everybody, from any kind of religion, science, social study, history, and the director. Trying to do it all in a little bit of time. You with me? That's all I'm trying to do. To make sure whoever comes before you, you can deal with them factually. You flip this book over and say, well, in the Bible, you say Genesis 1. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. And then there was Genesis 925, first began in Genesis 925. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, we want to. And then you can check that word. If you don't believe me, go get a strong support or a Hebrew encyclopedia, or anything you want, and check it. Because you always got to check it. I listen to people, they're kind of the quote from white man's books. White man's clipping. See this picture here? Right behind that white man is a black man. Because he was always standing behind him. He wasn't the servant, he was the teacher. Nigga, that was the slave. <laughs> Stop lying to people. He stand right behind George Washington. He was George Washington's teacher. That was a slave. The Moors wasn't in bondage when George Washington was here. He wouldn't have to stand behind George Washington if they made a constitution that the Moors were free people in America. He would be able to stand right next to them. Don't be telling them. And all these are drawings. 
These motherfuckers throwing throw my Amorites, throwing my Caucasians. They say, see that? He just got a bit of feather on That one got a feather on They want to be slaves. Freemasons wear feathers and they're still slaves. They call themselves free, but they're still slaves. Prince all Mason is just as much slave as you are. And they could be in a restaurant with a Caucasian Freemason who won't even acknowledge their presence. And we'll see the square gun on their finger, on their hat, on their, they still won't acknowledge you. Won't give you a grip, won't acknowledge you in darkness or in the light. So you're enjoying them in something they enjoy. You understand? Now you got your own grandmaster. Now you handle all the mysteries of Hiram and this. And it's not even Hiram Clayton. I know the science of Jockton and Boaz, another B&M. You follow this information. But it's so frail. It is so fragile that once a Nubian or Luwakian becomes a Freemason, he doesn't live any better. He still has a nine to five. He's still a slave. Hmm. What am I doing? I am raising the other ashes. I am building a place, Egypt, right here for you. I am giving people jobs. We're putting people in these books, or people are buying these books all over the place. I say, go to the bookstore. I ain't open no bookstore. Then people are buying books all over the place. Average one of our stores makes four or $5,000 a week. It's not my money. It's not for me. I gave it to them. Now, let them open the store. They make their money. And they're supporting themselves. They open and close when they feel like and as I'm teaching you right now on Sunday, all across this country and in the Caribbean and South America and Europe, the people gather and they're teaching. And as you go there and you buy books and stuff, that happened in their store. And you could have your own. And then buy your own house out here on the land with us. And be amongst your own. Let your children run free and safe under our protection, your protection. I know where my children are right now. I know someone's looking out for them right this minute. Some of y'all are down here. You might get home and find your house burglarized. I haven't locked my door since I lived here. I don't lock my car. I leave the car keys and ignition. Can you do that? So you ain't in Islam anyway because you ain't in a peace of mind. You live in an unpeaceful environment. How can you be in peace of mind? You got that peace of mind. To say the truth, Muslims. People say, y'all, we all are real Muslims. We just don't use the term Muslim no more. Because the term Muslim is synonymous with terrorism now. Because a bunch of demons got into Islam after Muhammad. Chased, killed his daughter. Chased his family out of Arabia. All the hijabs into Egypt. Trying to kill all the real Muslims. Abu Bakr Sadiq and them was slime. They tried to kill Fatima. They wouldn't let Ali and Fatima talk to the Prophet Muhammad on his dying bed. It's in the Hadith. Aisha writes the stuff in Hadith to bring down the character of the Prophet Muhammad by steaming on her clothes and stuff. In the Bukhari, in the Shafi, in the Muslim Hadith. About him having wives at the age of seven and consummating the marriage at nine. That ain't in the Quran, but it's in the Hadith. And when I told Muslims, I don't want nothing to do with the Hadith, they got mad at me. You ain't no Muslim then. I don't want no Hadith to tell me the Prophet Muhammad was a low-life pervert. I ain't buying that crap. That's right. And the Quran doesn't tell me to obey no Hadith. 
Quran says it's the best of hadith. The Quran says it's the best of sunnah. Quran says Muhammad was the best of examples. So if Muhammad is the best of examples, then you're telling me I'm supposed to go get a seven-year-old girl and make her my wife at nine? I'm supposed to have 13 wives and the Quran says only have four? I'm supposed to kill men and take the women and marry them for booty? No. Somebody got in Al Islam and is trusting purity with their hadith and their customs and their traditions and they destroyed it. And it even happened in the Mahdiya in Sudan. When they was digging up my father's body, I said, You ain't supposed to dig up bodies. He was born, he was buried on the borderline of Ethiopia, but he was betrayed by Harold Salafi. You understand? And I said, well, go ahead. He got to stay there. <laughs> and they him so busy trying to be politically strong, they want to unite all the Ansars by digging up his body and moving it to the Kufa in Umdurman. Wrong! Islam tells us not to do that, especially amongst the Sudanese. And our family, the Dungalawa, Nala tradition, and the ancient Bidda, we come from the Fuzzy Wuzzy, we don't mean to move in our day. You understand what I'm saying? Israelites moved their dead. They moved Jacob's body from one in the world to the next. We didn't do that. When I saw them corrupting Mahdiism, I put it down. There ain't no place for me in it. When I saw them uniting with Saudi Arabia, the Ansars, oh, Isa, we're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to Saudi Arabia and have meetings for money. I don't want their money. Then Saudi hooks up with Hassan Bawabi from the Ikhwani Muslim. Let them marry his, uh, his daughter. And I say, this man is a, a Akwani, a Muslim brother, like them fools that blow things up. He's not no answer. We answer don't marry nothing but answer. What's your problem? So say, Sadiq is mad. Oh, he ain't related to me no more. Now I'm not related to him no more. <laughs> For over 20 years, Ansar's from the Sudan would come to Brooklyn in the middle of the ghetto to see me. Were you there? They would come to Brooklyn, Bushwick section. I mean, prime ministers. They're part the head of Islamic education. They would come to Brooklyn to pray in that mosque with me and sleep in my house, says Saudi. But the moment I went up against their political endeavors against my father with his Ummah party, against the Mahdiya, I'm no longer a Muslim now. They're all inside my bedroom talking about I got hundreds of wives. I got one wife. When I was in Ansar, I had a whole lot of wives, but that's what Islam teaches. And them Sudanese will stand out there lying there also go from wife to wife. It teaches us to abuse women. Islam makes it easy to do. You can have four wives as many concubines as you can support. I was a wealthy man. I was a leader. It was convenient. But that's not in the Waffle, that's in Islam. That's what it teaches you. The Waffle, we don't have it. No polygamy or polygamy. You know what I teach? If you brother can have four wives, your wife can have four husbands. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but she does not believe us. Don't quote no crowd. Women is created sex beneath man. Who just said that for a man? <laughs> Women, do you know scientifically it's a fact that women use more of their brain than we do? <laughs> so now who made a mistake? The Quran or the interpreter? 
God raised us be no doubt in it. Then it's not the Quran that's messed up in the language. It's these doggone teachers and translators. But for the love of me, I could not get that across to my brothers. Bilal, Phyllis, and them conspired to write a book about me called Answer Call. The time they spent writing that book about me, they could have translated the Quran for themselves. The money they spent in pushing that book out, they could have had someone dollar out. I'm just a nobody, remember? I'm just Dwight York, who converted in 1985 in Street, just a nigger. So why is Dwight York just a disco singer so important that the Arab world of Saudi Arabia writes a book about me as I'm nobody? Then I have a book out on Falcon. <laughs> then I have a book out on Noble Jolie. <laughs> so if I'm just a nobody, just a nigga, why is Saudi Arabia back a Jamaican-born American living in Canada <laughs> to write a book about me? And the book didn't address my teaching. It was all up in my business. They're so dumb. That I wrote my signature wrong and put 19, uh, in Arabic 7 in Sudan, and like a 4 and 3 look the same in Arabic. They're stupid, they don't know that. Because <laughs> neither one of these, these are not, this is not an Arabic letter. This is not Arabic. That's Hindu. That Arabic number they give you? It's not Arabic. Those are Hindu. Come look it up. In Sudan, we didn't write like that when we were in school. We learned Arabic like this. The original one, two, three, one, two, and one. The original Arabic numbers. Go look there. That's in Morocco. You can find it. Real mathematics. So he said, born in 1935. That makes me right now 61 years old. And my beard is white because I want it white right now. You understand? Because last week was black. <laughs> I know you're going to ask me that. And I want it black to be black them up. Not because I died, because I can think it black. And you got the same power as I'm here to give to you, but not too big for you. So now they spend all that time writing a book about me. And I tell him, I said, Bilal Phillips, the Saudi Arabians who are Turkish and Indians, or Saudi Arabia is our land. We ain't no Asiatic. The word Asia, Asia, means Orient. Orient stops after the Persian Gulf. Stop letting them tell you Asiatic. You ain't no Asiatic. Now, Asian people are our people, so we're one family, but we are not Asian. Asia is an Arabic word. It means Oriental. Are you an Oriental? No. So stop that part. Right? So now they write this whole book. Now, I tell Bilal Philip, Bilal, go ask one of them Saudi Arabians, can you Sunni Muslims make Hijra there? Can you move there and live in one of the most progressive countries in the world? Because they got oil. They got wealth. Try Qatar. Try Abu Dhabi. Try Riyadh. Try Mecca. Medina. Jeddah. Try any one of those Saudi Arabian places. Ask them, can you move your brothers and sisters, Muslims from America, there? They let Idi Amin move there. To Jeddah. But not into Mecca. Forget that. Allowed you to move into Saudi Arabia and give you all your own little country. American Muslims. Ask that. Ask 
ask them, can you marry their daughters? Mm. Yeah, right. I'm always. Ask them why you can't find red skin Arabs with the name Bilal. Why don't none of them call themselves Bilal? They got every name but Bilal. You'll say, well, I know one Arab son is named Bilal. <laughs> Bilal was an Ethiopian. Habashia, we say in Africa. the real name. You with me? Yeah. Ask them those questions while they're attacking me, their brother. They're trying to raise up my people, my way. Not your way, my way. And why do I need my way? Because in your way, you say the Prophet Muhammad had white armpits. That's what you have in the book of the Hadith. And that bothers me. Because you're telling me there's no racism in Islam, and you're pointing out the color of his armpits is white. You're telling me there's a Hadith that says, care and obey, even if an Ethiopian slave is put above you. And they say, see, that means even an Ethiopian can be here. No, 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 back up. That says, even if, as if there's something wrong with us. Right. You understand? Bilal can call the Azan, he's a Mu'azim, he's a singer. Something always attributed to black people singing. So I don't need that, man. I don't need it. I need my own stuff back. So I went on a journey all throughout Egypt, studying and studying and studying. And to my surprise, I saw that the positions that we were making in Salah, each one of those positions were on the walls in the pyramid in common. That the word wudu is an Egyptian word meaning, see you later. <laughs> And Kabush was Egyptian word for what they're called in hustle, washing up. I saw the words there. You know what I'm saying? I saw that Islam stole everything out of Egypt. You know what really caught me? When I was making Hajj in Makkah, I got to Jiddah, and you put on what's called an Islam. Say, Islam. It's a white this road that they say Nebi Ibrahim wore. Right? When I looked at the word Ibrahim in Arabic, I saw the Alif and a Hay and a Ra and a Leaf in me. And I said, if you put a Fatha and take away the Tesla, it becomes Ahram, right? Yeah. That's the Arabic word for pyramid. Yeah. And the pyramid is shaped like the apron of Osiris. You see that black statue he's standing with his hand like this, this, this apron comes out, it's a pyramid. I said, and the word haram, haram, or unlawful, is the same word. And the word harem, where they keep their wives, is the same word. And the first people to have harems were the Egyptians. And the first men to wear white seamless robes were the priests of Amun-Ra. And the men who wear the apron were the kings and priests of Egypt, of Amun-Ra again. So I said, is there a relation between Islam and Egypt that they're not telling us? Mm. And I found out today, in Islam, and I've taught this thing for years, buddy, and that's what bothered me. Because Islam steals your children. 
and the golden cow of Israel is Hathor, another name of a deity that incarnated through Hagar. And the symbol of Hathor was the horn. Or the ancient crescent with a circle in it. The circle is the sun. Replace it with you get a star. I thought I say to myself, Isa, Isa, Isa. <laughs> Somebody's playing tricks. How am I going to unfold this mess? How am I going to show the Muslims in America that they've been lied to? They've been deceived. They've been tricked. They don't want to hear the truth. They like following these parallels. And everything they can get to themselves without being self. We don't care nothing about it. Arabs are making millions of dollars a year. Oh, I'm sorry. Millions of dollars a minute. And they're not building nothing in this country for the Muslim dead. Or they build mosques in London. They built, they're building a mosque in the Vatican. They're building a mosque for the Pope in the Vatican. Check it out. They're building a mosque in France. And the mosque in Manhattan was planned by Chef Daoud. Go back and check out old book out Chef Daoud. The plans and everything. I was there in the 50s when they weren't even born calling themselves Muslim. And what happened? What happened to us? Why is everybody so worried about us finding out about ourselves? Why don't they want us to know about our Egyptian identity? Now, Egyptian is even the wrong word. Egyptos is Greek. Then some people know it's Kemet. Kemet comes from the word Ham. And Ham was the son of Noah. Cush, Mitzrayim, Mus, all trick words, Hebrew words. You base all your foundation on the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran, and those are the books that are made to deceive you. Everybody in those books that look like you, they made a bad person. The Egyptians are so bad that God tells Joseph to take Jesus there. The Egyptians are so bad that Jacob and them have to go there. God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sends them over to Egypt to be saved. But the Egyptians are pagans and idol worshippers. But all throughout the scripture, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say, is sending his prophets there for Satan. Well, the moment you become an Egyptian, you become a pagan, an idol worshipper. But when they say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you say, what are you saying? You salli ala rasulullah. What are you saying? To send salat on who? Muhammad? Well, that's not what I mean, but it means salutation. Listen, you're not talking to a fool. Come on, there. Salutation is a French word. Salut. Salutations. Salut. The word salat in the Quran was put in there by the Pope. The word tafur is the Arabic and Hebrew word for prayer. Salat. From Yusala comes from the French word salut. Salut. And the Italian, the Latin, all things with Latin and French which one. The Quran, prayer that Muslims are making, salat al fajr, You want to keep me here? I'll stay with it. At least until the sun goes, or appears to go. Salat al fajr. 
It means the prayer of the dawn. You with that? Yes, ma'am. The prayer of the dawn. What is the dawn? When the sun rises. Muslims, when you are making Salatul Fajr, are you worshiping the sun? Black, 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 as a haram. You base your prayer in the morning on the rising of the sun, and I ask you, are you a sun worshiper? Blah, 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 blah. And yet you use the word fuzzy. Right? Then comes Salat al Salat al The noon prayer, when the sun is directly above you. But <laughs> yeah, Muslim woman, Muslim ass. Are you worshiping the sun now? La, 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 la. That's wrong. <laughs> then comes Salat al Salat The word as, cut the word asir, to squeeze the juice out of something. Or as the sun is starting to be squeezed out of light. I ask you again. I ask you again. Are you worshiping the sun if you're basing your prayer on the rising, the height of it, and the ascension of it? What do you tell me? That's all. You don't worship the sun. A couple of hours later comes Salatul Maghrib. Salatul Maghrib. What is the word Maghrib upon them? The raising, huh? blackness, when the sun has started to set. I ask again, are you worshiping the sun? We're the fourth period of the motion of the sun. Are you worshiping the sun? What do they say, y'all? <laughs> I got time. I don't have patience. I ain't laying in no hospital bed, but I got time. <laughs> <laughs> I try again. Salatu Ish. Ish. Dinner. Dinner prayer. I was in for dinner. Salatu Ish. And then with the Irish, you know what I mean? In Hebrew, Ish. Male. They stole so many words from Hebrew, they don't tell you Ish and Ish is male and female. Now is when the sun is gone. Right? Now, what do I ask? What do they say to me? <laughs> <laughs> now, we didn't watch the sun rise for Salatul Fajr. The sun set in Salatul Mazi. The sun is high for the Salatul Thor. And they even have other prayers called late night prayers, all based on the motion of the sun. When Shahra Ramadan comes, Shahu means the month of Ramadan, fasting, the burning month. Notice they call it Ramadan, the burning month. Why do they call it the burning month? Because that's the month in the Islamic calendar when the sun is the closest. What's the closest? The How do you say sun in Arabic? Shamsa. 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 There you go. So I ask them, in Ramadan, are we worshiping the sun? <laughs> There's a whole surah in the Quran called Surah Shamsa. A chapter of the sun. Surah Al-Kamala. Chapter of the moon. At the end of Ramadan, the whole Muslim world cannot break their fast or eat or fitness 
until the sighting of the new moon. So I asked him then, do you worship the moon? Because you can't break your fast. Breakfast, break your fast. You can't break your fast until you see the person. Are you a moon worshiper? They do worship the sun. They do worship the moon. I was born a Muslim. And we should base everything on the sun and the moon. They have three balls on the top of the mosque before you see the crescent. Why that crescent and star up there? Because the star represents the sun and the crescent represents the moon. What are these? Dinah symbols. What is Dinah? A fertility deity. You with me? Where's the fertility symbol? The mineral is a penis. The dome is a breast. This goes to all the religions. Who's it go back to? Make it plain. I'll make it as plain as I can. Who's it go back to? Ancient Egypt. Who's the god? Men. Men. Arabic word for from. Men. What is the symbol of men? The symbol of Amun Ra standing there with a frill in one hand, his right hand, and his spout in his left hand. Go look it up in Egyptian book. Don't think I'm talking dirty. Right. And you know how the story goes in ancient Egypt? Come on with That Amun lived beneath the waters of the sea alone. He created himself there. And he came up out of the sea. This is what they teach, right? Ancient Egyptian book of the day, before the Quran. And was alone and wanted to create something. So he took himself in hand and he spread out life. You follow that? Seed. That's why they call it seed man. A man of the seed. You think phonetic they're part of language? Don't think I'm playing word games. That's how they talk in cipher. If you don't think you sold fair well and welfare, man, didn't you? <laughs> you found out with justice and just us, man, didn't you? History and history, didn't you? But this deity, Amun, set out himself and created beings from it. And gave them creative will by who? Who? Men. Few men. You think that's funny phonetics? Look at Egypt, you see, they did it. And all this country is built on Egyptian mystery. That's why the obvious needle. In Washington, that represents the phallic symbol. The dome on the White House represents the breast. They got a minute right there. And we're the first place they built an Orthodox Sunni Muslim mosque in the United States was Washington, D.C. Who built it? Dwight David Eisenhower, a Shriner. And it's on an Islamic center right now. Muslims go there and pray and don't know that they have Masonic rituals and a skull and bone right in the same mosque. I was there. And saw it. Muslim said, Why don't you come to the mosque and watch that laugh? I was there. I was in the hall, Pakistan, in the lodge. I can go through and read the books. You understand? Please walk with that. Know about that. Know what they're doing. Islam is a trick. It goes back to ancient Egypt. When I say, I'm Arabic, 
Surah Al-Fatiha. At the end of it, I want you to go with me. Okay? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmudin. Iyaka Na'udu wa Iyaka Nasa'in. Ayyina Sirat Al-Mustaqim. Sirat Al-Latina Amta Alayhim. Qayr Al-Maqtubi Alayhim. Walad Qalim. That's the longest sentence held in prayer. And what is it? Amun Ra. Amin comes from the word Amun, the hidden one. They say it comes from the attribute of Allah, El Mu'min. Not true. Same root word. They stole it from the Hebrews who say Amen at the end of their prayer. And the Christians who say Amen at the end of their prayer. The Muslim ones, the Muslim ones are the last ones in that line. They stole it. <laughs> and they didn't even realize when they were stealing it that the Jews were giving praise to the Egyptian deities. They don't even realize that the god Tammuz and the god Ilu, from where they get Allah, are names in the Judaic calendar which come out of the Babylonian deities. That's right. You can right. find the name Tammuz and Ilu today and even eat into Drago's mother is registered as one of the months in the Jewish calendar in a Babylonian. I asked you, what do y'all do with Babylonian names in your calendar? Because they know they copied the Torah from the Imai Elish. You know Elish and the happened. They're trying to make you think that the tablet of the Sumerian is not but 2,000, 3,000 years old. But if you go to the Bible that they say they believe in and say find the language of Hebrew in here. They'll get to the word Ebar. And that's Hebrew. Find the word language of Arabic in here. They'll get to the name Ashur, Assyric, Sarah, Arabic, both coming from Aramic. They find the word Akkadian in here. They can find it. Find the word Chaldean in here. They can find it. Find the word Uruk or Orak in here. They can find it. Find hieroglyphics in here. They find the names of the pharaohs in here. You with me? Yes, now say, find cuneiform in here. Find the word cuneiform, a Latin word, just meaning chip wedges. And what was the name of the language cuneiform? Because we got Akkadian as a name from Akkad. We got Aramic from Aram. We got Hebrew from Ebal. We got Arabic from Arab, who's from the descendants of Jotan from Ashur. You were What is the name of Cuneiform in the Torah? All the other languages are here. Yet you're telling me that they found hundreds of tablets written in Cuneiform. Even the Mormon, Joseph Smith, said the tablet he found buried upstate New York was in Cuneiform. But none of them will tell you what is the name of cuneiform. If every other language got a name, what is cuneiform's name? Because it couldn't have been Latin that far back. Sanskrit got a name. Farsi, Persian got a name. Urdu got a name. 
English, French, Italian. What is the name of cuneiform? Nuwatik. From the word Nabawah. From the word Nu. From the word Nubian. From the word messengers from the sky. Because the being that was talking in Genesis were talking before Moses got the Torah. They were talking before they said, Muhammad, we reveal this Quran to you in Islam in your tongue, Arabia, and made it simple for you to memorize. They were talking in heaven and talking about the shaping and the forming of the earth in a language. The serpent spoke to Eve in a language. And this is before Genesis chapter 10, when Arabic, Akkadian, and all the languages you call Semitic or Shemiah languages came into existence. What language was God talking in? When you're trying to make people think that the Edomitish talent I talk about is more recent than the Torah and the Egyptian history and hieroglyphics can be found in the Bible, but cuneiform can be found on tablets but not found in the Bible. You admit they don't want you back with your own language. They don't want you speaking in tones. Because when you start speaking in tones, you start conjuring up our ancestors who are buried on these grounds beneath us. You start getting, they start getting roused up, and you start projecting what Christ said as a man thinking. So he knew you had the power to make things happen with your mind. They don't want you identifying with the saints of your family. Come on, God. They don't want you to know about or or Gun or Yemaya. They have their teraphim in the Torah. The nation of Islam, they don't know nothing about it. They're still worshiping one of their descendants, Pastor Prophet Muhammad, who didn't say it was God. They're still praying to him. The Bible says they're still praying to Karen 13X, who's really 37X, that's still ancestral worship. But you can't do it. When we do it, everybody criticizes me. When we talk about identifying with our ancestors, I'm on Raw, who you all get praised to in your churches as Amen or Amin. Just for those who think they know. See that? This here is called Mad. They call it a Madda now. It originally was called a Mad. In ancient Arabic, Arabic, because it symbolized a feather of the Egyptian deity Mad. Now they call it Madda, <coughs> meaning to double something, like the double U of Washita from Washiti. Oh man, oh man, oh man. We got so much information about us. Black just go on and on. I can start with contradictions of the Bible, contradictions of the Quran, contradictions of the Torah, and show you how they lie and change things and mess it up. But you know what you got to start with? Start with the language. If you are a sincere Christian, then learn the language so you can defeat their preachers who stand up quoting you in English. If you are a sincere Muslim, learn the Arabic so you can go with them step by step, word by word, and not depend on them. If you are a sincere Moorish American, learn that Arabic. If you're a sincere Hebrew Israelite, learn that Hebrew. 
So nobody ain't giving you no doggone interpretation and no translation. If you don't want to accept mine, then you have every right not to. Then learn the language yourself. You're young enough. You're young enough to take the language apart yourself. Don't tell me you're no sincere Christian and don't want to speak the language. You say Christ spoke. You with me? If you really are sincere about your religion, then start with the word. In the beginning was the logos, the word. And when you look up the Greek for logos, it doesn't mean word, it means speech. That speech they're talking about is a conversation that was going on between the angels that said, let us create man. Talking to somebody who talked back to them. In one of the languages it had to exist before Genesis chapter 10. But you will find the language. <laughs> you will find the language in Genesis as Cush. It says right in that Bible that the Tigris and the Euphrates and the white and blue now runs down into the land of Ethiopia. Right in the Bible. But well, in Hebrew, the word is kush. Kush. And check this out, just for some food for thought. Here in your Bible, we're talking about the creation of the world, heaven and earth, and the heavenly host, right? And in the midst of it, God becomes an economicist. You want to know where? God says, and the gold in that land is good. Right in Genesis, God stops in the middle of all creation and says, and the gold in that land is good. (laughs) Nobody was on the planet yet. There wasn't supposed to be nobody but Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. There wasn't no commerce. There wasn't nobody to mine for gold. Nobody to dig for gold. Gold has to be dug. So whoever was talking, he was sort down in earth. But he was telling other angels. Because he wasn't talking to Adam and Eve yet. Because he ain't Christian yet. <laughs> and he said, and the gold of that land is... Remember that in the Bible? God is talking about 14, 18, 22, 10, and 24 carat gold. He said, there's 24 carat gold down there. God had an interest in gold. Why did God have an interest in gold? Why didn't God say, and the platinum down there is good? Platinum is more viable than gold. Why didn't God say, and the diamonds down there are good? Or the uranium. Why was he interested in gold, folks? Because it deflects sunlight. And he had to build a rainbow dome over you to protect you from the sun. Spoken of in the Bible as a rainbow covenant. Seven layers of strata. You understand that? Creating spheres to protect me and you from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. What is the last color on the rainbow? Violet. And what comes out that gamma? Amber light that can penetrate here and kill people. So a loving, caring, heavenly father was concerned about the gold dust because he created our spheres out of gold dust. And that's why it reflects those beautiful colors like a rainbow. You're trying to figure out 
How come the rainbow comes in beautiful colors, but light bends and reflects off the dust particles of gold? It's in the dome that the Most High Heavenly Father put there to protect you and me from the sun. And the serpent and his children, the Khash, are destroying the ozone layer. And right over Australia right now, there's an opening digging in this. And the rays are coming through. And they're trying to tell you to come down there and put a shrimp on the body. They're talking about you. <laughs> they start inviting people to Australia when they know the radiation level is too high. Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Who's going to die first? Melanites or non-melanites? <laughs> They're taking away the ozone layer the heavenly Father put up there to protect us from the rays of this sun. As a covenant he made with us. That's why they're trying to get out of here. That's why there's a shuttle every month. Shuttle to where? Shuttle for what? We're not at war with Russia no more. Like we ever was. Where's the race for space now? Have you asked why there's so many shuttles? And where are they going and why they don't tell you that? They're transporting their people out of here. They have made contact with a man called Myers in Switzerland with the Aldebarians and the Platians, and they are leaving here, believe it or not. You may not believe this, but they wouldn't have believed television in 1930. Hmm. They are leaving. They are transporting people off this planet in shows. They are going to the moon. They are going to Mars. They are going to Jupiter. And now they are exploring Titan. And it just confirmed this month that Titan is a planet, not Saturn. It was thought to be the moon, but it's a planet, has an atmosphere just like Earth, and it's covered with a dust cloud. And it's setting a satellite up this month. I think I told y'all Titan was a planet. If you check Titan out, it takes back to the name Europa. Europe. I thought I told y'all that. They are getting out of here. They are trying to destroy the ozone layer and then leave and let the rays of the sun kill everybody on the planet. But, you want me to say, I'll say that. Anybody wants to leave, don't feel like you got something to do with it. I tell you, I teach all the time, I will not be insulted. Do what you got to do. You understand? But, they can't do it. We got underground cities. Did you know that? Didn't you notice when you went past parks and playgrounds, there was doorways leading underground? We built them. We got underground cities connected all across this country. They built one from 42nd Street to 125th Street in the fair without who's going to the wrong. And didn't tell nobody why they did. All across up, under up, underground cities. You know what they use them for now? Early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, you stand out under the city in the lab somewhere and watch the poison coming out of the sewer. And ask yourself, where is that steam coming from? In the morning, it's not there any other part of the day. Tell me that that steam coming up in the morning is from the subway system, the market. That it would be there all day and on every dark, shallow block where there's condensation, you'd see it. Why only in the morning? Because in the morning, everybody just woke up, and that's breathing time. And they're putting poison, and it's popping up, 
in the system and you're going to the city and you're taking in poison that is causing you to have miscarriages, causing you not to get pregnant, causing you migraine headaches, causing our sisters breast cancer, causing our men prostate cancer, they, they are killing us. You know why? Because they cannot deal with when the sun hits you and your feet is on the ground and your, your solar, you know what I call a solar planet? Because if you look at the ancient pictures of Jesus, they always show the flame of fire right here. And they show them using his less or smallest finger pointing at it. And they had a rose above it. And that was Jesus telling them that there is a central sun of man. The light that shineth in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. He talked about that light right there. And he didn't understand what he was talking about. He never understood anything he was saying. He was too busy being involved with the fact that he was different. Come on with it. How different was he, tell me? He was so different that Mary didn't even know who his father was. Did you know that? Mary said to him while in Jerusalem at age 13, why are you hiding from me and your father, Joseph? She didn't say from me and your father, God. Read your Bible. Me and your father, Joseph. They said Jesus would be of the seed of David. The word they use in Greek is sperma, the seed. Is that clear? In your Greek. And then when they ask you for the list of Jesus and Matthews, you know what they give you? Joseph's line of descendancy through Jacob. In your Bible. But you keep saying God, Mary keeps saying it. And the Bible keeps saying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is not a man. He's spirit to y'all. Except for when y'all want to make them three persons in one, then he becomes a person. When Daniel wants to call a man, I saw the man Gabriel, then he's a man. Christians talk about him, that's the Holy Spirit. He just touched and she became pregnant. Where did the, the Y chromosome come from? Whose sperma was carrying David's seed? Because Mary couldn't carry David's seed because Mary don't carry sperma. She carries over. They don't know. They weren't in tune with the real Messiah. They weren't in tune with Yeshua, they called him. They don't know nothing about him. They wrote a whole bunch of stories about him. How can you say that he's your God and you can't tell him what he was doing between 1 and 13? I was on earth and y'all didn't get a record from 1 to 13 while he was in Egypt. And the Egyptians kept a record. They had more accurate records than the Jews. That's why we got all the writing on the pyramids. And don't fall for that Rosetta Stone trap. Anybody who read the Rosetta Stone got set up by the Egyptians. They fabricated the Rosetta Stone and added the Greek on it so that they would think they're translating. That's why they right now have to retranslate everything. They got all the dates messed up. They don't know how old the Sphinx is now. They are saying now it's by water. And it must be older than 3,000 years, so maybe Google didn't do it. And now they're all confused. So they got it from the Rosetta Stone, who was created by Egyptians to confuse them. And it worked. But we ain't going to never tell them our secrets. And Almighty sent Jesus to Egypt because he knew those the people were God. Told Joseph, take the boy to Egypt until Herod is dead, the Edomites. Right? That's right, right, right. right. That's us. We were the protectors of the Holy Family. We didn't worship Jesus. He was our brother. We protected Jesus as Egyptians. You understand what I'm saying? Read the Bible. The Egyptians protected the, the Holy Family. We protected Joseph when he got into Egypt. 
We protected Abraham. Gave Isaac back his wife and said, Isaac, why, why didn't you tell me that was your wife? I would have never went against Adonai and did such a thing. That's what Abimelech says. Right in the Bible. He said, I would have never went against the Most High. Right in the Bible. Here's an Egyptian, you told him to a pagan, but they're talking to Joseph and they're talking to Abraham in the exact same story. Come on, please. A repeated story. Both of them went to Egypt. Both of them went to Abimelech. Both of them went to Gorah. Both of them went to say that. Both men took their, their wives. Both of them gave them back their wives. He said, yes. You want to be that crap? Fool yourself so, man. Somebody's making up stories. The whole story of Joseph going into Egypt and almost getting raped by the Pharaoh's wife and blaming on, uh, blaming on, uh, on Joseph. That's Anubis and Bata, an ancient Egyptian story. It's recorded. I can go on with parallel stories all night, but y'all are getting tired and y'all are front. <laughs> but I gave y'all so much information, I know you're waiting, child. <laughs> I do the best I can for those who care. I'm only here to bring facts. Nothing but facts. I'm not here to be liked. You follow? If you don't like me, it's even safer. Then I ain't got to be bothered with <laughs> you. when you get bothered with black people, they get all in the business. <laughs> Then they see you in restaurants and want to talk to you. And they sit down and talk to you while you're trying to sit with your family and eat. They see you in the movie, they want to walk up and conversate, make you miss the picture. You don't know me, I don't know you better. I ain't trying to become your minister. I'm becoming your teacher. You didn't follow your teacher home from school, don't follow me home. <laughs> you understand? Uh, wants to be a minister, so he has an example you have to follow. I don't have no holy example for you. I am me. You understand? I'll beat you on the food table or lose. I'll beat you on the basketball court or lose. I am your brother from another planet. There's more of us on here. Don't allude to thinking you're one of us. We know who we are. We have come back to the planet for you. As crazy as that may sound. This information I give you, I learned it in what you call a second of your time. Wow. Wow. So I was programmed to give you this. I can talk. I can talk to people to tell you for five straight days. Non-stop, won't get hungry, won't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Constantly talk. I've been programmed to right the wrong. Don't believe anything I say. Take notes and check it out. You understand? People are going to hate me. Blessed is he who is persecuted after righteous name's sake. For great is his reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophet which was before. I am not claiming to be a prophet. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> I have never claimed to be the beloved Messiah Jesus, Yeshua, or Isa and Miriam. I am not the Messiah. Please, don't let people do that to me. No, oh, he calls himself Jesus. Please. There's a million Muslims with the name Isa. There's nowhere on my name anywhere where you see El Messiah. I repeat, I am not the Messiah. When one of them say that, say, I, I was talking to the man, looking right in his mouth. He said, I am not the Messiah, and I never was the Messiah, and I never will be the Messiah. I am not a prophet. I never was a prophet, and I never will be a prophet. You understand? What else must I tell you that I'm not? 
It'll make you happy. Want me to tell you what I am? I am your teacher. I am raised up amongst you, sent from above. Above is not a holy place. Above is a kingdom where you are the ruler. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is above. They just said it's heaven. And got you missing a kingdom moving in and out of God. Heaven is Shemarian in Greek. I mean, in Hebrew. Let me look at the cross. It's Orion or Orionus in the Greek of your Bible. Jesus' father is an Orion star foundation, he said. Right in the Bible. You understand me? I have come to you to right the wrong. Everybody that touches base with me leaves with something. Even if you don't like me, you leave with something. <laughs> something I said today has touched you. I don't mean emotionally. I mean it touched what you believe. And you say, I'm going to pick that up. <laughs> and you're going to go to some pale out of an action. Just truly going to say, ah. <laughs> Okay, great. I'm not telling you to go check it out by asking somebody to lie. I'm telling you to go check it out by researching it yourself. Go check out everything. Take this piece, Torah. If you don't have one of those holy tablets in front of you, take it. Don't buy it. You can have it. That's why I say it. Take it home with you. Study it. Research it. Find out if those things are real. Find out if there's missing things. You know the funny thing about it? The Muslims say the Quran is the last revelation. There's no other scriptures. Wrong. Holy tablets is here. <laughs> the funny part is, their kind of mind will say, that ain't no scripture. Say, that ain't no scripture to you. It's a scripture to him. And if it's a scripture to him, then it's a scripture. <laughs> if any one of y'all believe it's a scripture on this planet Earth, because the whole Muslim world says it's not, if one of y'all believe it is, it is. So that book is You with me? That's the day and time we're in. I might be not. I might not be here teaching y'all next week. Somebody else. No, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be here. But please, please come up with some some hard questions for me. You know, because then you think of a hard question. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to know about um, the appendix and when it ruptures. I was uh, teaching to a brother class. He said something that he elaborated on. Why. The appendix can can the, the appendix can erupt for many different reasons. First, it puncture like it never did. Interrupt your appendix and your liver until you're dead. But what they've done, the appendix, the certain organs in the body that they don't tell you about. They don't tell you what they're there for. That's a lot. This is a long story. You know, I'll be here for a long time. I mean, it all ties into the hypocamp or what they call hippocampus area of the brain. All right? And once you have an organ there, that organ there charged all of your higher senses, your divine, your connection with the most high. That was surgically removed from you. They maimed you, as they say in the Bible, and they moved your divinity so you cannot walk and talk with God anymore. When they, when they moved one gland, if that gland, like the liver, the liver and the kidneys work together, the liver is bad in the Well, that's why appendix and tonsils go bad, because we are vocal people. Our power is in our voice. That's why they say Jesus has a voice, the sound of many waters. We can take the walls of Jericho down by our voice. So our, the first thing they try to do is get your tonsils out. Then they tell you you don't need your appendix. All of these things work with the fluids that deal with your oversoul, not your underbody. 
develop and erupted eventually will not stop you from having psychic power. Because once a man and a woman come together and become one flesh, organs that are damaged in him can be used or hurt by embrace. We extend to each other. This is why when a couple has been hanging out together, they start to walk alike. People start saying, that's your sister saying they're totally hugging. <laughs> my wife looks like thousands. And they ask me, is that my sister? You know what I mean? Because we walk, we're together all the time, so we walk alike. I get ready to say something, she said. I'm driving along, I'm getting ready to think something. She said, uh, why don't we just pull over? I'm getting ready to say, I'm saying, <laughs> That's the way I want it. Yeah. That's the way it should be. God That's how y'all should be. God and then when, as you're starting to get sick, he will feel it. As she's starting to get sick, you will feel it. God and you did. can take your vitality. And you can embrace the person you love. And you can hold them. And y'all can grieve together. And you can rejuvenate damaged organs. True love. I, I say ish, but love and English is a mess up word. We have our own ish. You have the power. You understand that? Become one. It says in the scripture. Cling unto your wife, and y'all become one with the flesh. So if the Bible says, if a man and wife, woman come together and they become one flesh, can you not share the same fleshly organ? You share the same heart when you're in love. You know what happens sometimes? It's an adult thing. <laughs> Husbands and wives can lay in the bed next to each other, and one or the other got to jump up because the heart gets too loud. <laughs> he can actually hear his heart. He thinks he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> or she can hear her heart go, oh, she's going to have a heart attack. It's beating too fast. No, it's not. You're sharing energy from your mate and you're getting a double portion of electric nerve centers being sent to activate that chakra or that gland or that hope that will cease. And it makes you think you're going to have a heart attack. As soon as you get up out of the bed, you go, oh, okay. All you have to do is get away from her. <laughs> go away from him. That's the power of love. We got such beautiful powers. We don't need four women standing around us just because we got the horns. <laughs> horns. The devil's horns. In one good loyal wife, one good loyal husband, both doing their part, and life is beautiful. Right. Take it from a man who was a foolish polygamist who didn't know what he was doing. I was a Muslim for years of polygamist, and it was miserable to me and the women I was messing over. And it took us all nowhere. I've never been happier than I am now. When I have a wife and a friend and a buddy, someone who laughs, we laugh at the same jokes. We like, no, we don't like the same jokes. She eats some funny stuff. That's the, yeah. Women can eat some funny stuff and call it good. Try it, try this, try this. So we differ there. And we also differ with the nails like this. When they come at your face, when you're driving, and they look over, and they see a bump on your face, and you're on the interstate doing 80 miles an hour, and they decide they want to pull up. 
You get on the internet, you can talk to me, I'll talk to you on the internet. Right. Farrakhan, don't do it. Get him on and talk to you. Probably. Put the minister on. Right. <laughs> I come down that audience and I walk with you. Right. I talk with you. I sit with you. I socialize with you. I don't put myself above you in any way. I don't ever want any thought of it that. You may respect what I teach you, but that's about it. Respect it. Look at it again and respect it. Look at it again and respect it later on again. Look at it again and respect it again. And that's all I want to do. I want to be your brother. I want to be your friend. I want our family to know each other. I want you to see my kids and understand. If you see my daughter, son, do something wrong, you stop. The same way I should have the right if I see y'all doing something wrong, I stop. And y'all trying to have kids take get in touch with me. I'll tell you how to do it. There's a certain way to do it now, but it's telling our people you prevent. That's why y'all can't have it. You young people have to follow. I'm not telling you nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds get married. I'm saying you, you young boys and young girls out there, you in this room today, walk outside and meet some people. Don't leave here without meeting each other, shaking hands and talking to each other and socializing. How many of y'all will try to get back next week to see me? I'll be looking for you. As long as I'm still kicking out, I'll try to be here. I'm waiting for the summer so we can take it out this hot room outside and have, you know, what colored folks do, some food too. We ain't gonna have y'all spilling no food on this brother for here. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. So if we ever had no food, we can take y'all outside. You know, I need to let you drop stuff on the floor. Somebody's gonna get hurt up here. Let me drop something. You know, you know, I don't know about y'all. You know, my grandmother's gonna say, Grandma's got plastic on his head. They took you about a half an hour to be in the case. You sat on the elbow. And Grandma was so deep. They not only did she have a bowl on the chair with plastic, she had a dolly on the bowl. A little tagia like that. Grandma was even put on on Everything was covered. She was like, y'all niggas ain't from here breaking up nothing. And she had that kind of furniture you couldn't move. Nowadays, you can walk in the house and take a dress and throw it up the room. Grandma had real furniture. You could run into that furniture and be comatose for the rest of your life. I'm quite sure that some of our presidents bumped into their parents' furniture when they were kids. They had brain damage. <laughs> you remember those days? Yeah. Grandma was a special being. Right. And I'm never going to forget her. Right. And if that's called ancestral worship, then accuse me of ancestral worship because I worship the ground my grandmother walked on. She was a great Native American. You can find her picture inside the Black Indian book under Fletcher. She's standing there proud of us. That's my grandmother. And she's the one who raised me. In Teaneck, New Jersey, not in Brooklyn, clown. And I love that woman. And it gave me a certain respect for women until I lost it when I became a Muslim. And started treating women like cats, like secondary creatures. That's what it teaches us. Don't you lie? You know it does. And now I feel better. I feel whole again. The Christians got a better concept on life than Muslims by far. Okay. Right. By far. They don't know Muslims don't know nothing about life. Their whole concept, if you don't believe me, let's kill you. Right. You don't agree with my doctrine, you got to be wrong. The Quran is right, the gospel is wrong. Let's turn up the building, let's blow everybody up, let's kill everybody. <laughs> In the name of the law. Like a law calls you on the phone and say, Oh, 
They know their best I have. They may like I didn't exist. You're about to have books in 10 languages out. French, Hausa, Spanish. Yes, we have books all over the world. Followers all over the world. And they say the fastest growing religion in the world is Islam. I got a surprise for you. The fastest growing movement in the world right now is Morocco. <laughs> I mean, every week I can come here and give you new countries that are coming on. Doctors, lawyers, policemen. I mean, all, all walks of life are coming over. You know why? Because it's fact. Right. It's up to they can go and research and find out facts. No more myths. Yes, my brother. I am a carpenter. Okay. My lady is master gardener. Mm. How can we come out here to help your business? Well, as you see, and uh, as you see, the brothers out there are building a, a filon, which is called a pylon in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And the others over there, three permits are being built. Yes, sir. Right now. By like the time second day, these two of them should be up, we hope. All right. And we need brothers with talent and sisters with John. The sisters were just, but they have their own power here. You know about brothers telling them what to do. She's the they were girl. just telling us they're going to start planting their own food out there She's to save us some money. I ain't got no problem with that. Anybody got a problem with that? She's a master gardener. Well, that's what they said. Don't be aggressive. He's giving you the props. Take the props. How often do black men give women black women props? Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's a master gardener. He goes, yeah. Right. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I did the garden. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I did the garden. 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 I did the Compliment. Don't never back up. Yeah, I, I, I like aggressive people. I like women to stand and say, nigga, shut up. <laughs> 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 that's cute. I like that. That's the only way we're going to make it. We don't, need those, don't let them turn you on no soft, back in closet. Women stand up and learn. Go to school and learn. Observe. Knock on doors. Go to the library. They throw you out. Ask yourself, you know they're not going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> but be there to make a difference. Yes. <laughs> which one are you? I don't even know which one you are. You the good one or the bad one? Uh, I, oh, yeah. There's two of them. There's two of them. Is that one here? Uh, he's outside. There's a duplicate in this character. They've been bothering me for almost 20 years. Right? Okay, go ahead. Are you, are you you or are you your mother? I think I'm you. I'm your mother. You know how you get another one. Okay, you know how to say You're good one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one there, I would say the same thing. You know? <laughs> I was so thankful for the internet access. How did you know that? Yeah. Just so into Melchior. Under my phone. I'm easy to find. I'm all over the net. And that's what we got followers on. There's so many, they got so many pages full of stuff in there. I'm amazed at some of the stuff they write. I said, they read y'all stuff. You know, this is great. Who wrote that? It sounds like, sound like what I teach. They, some of these young boys are listening to teaching the doctor better than I am. We're in there every um, Thursday night for, for, for OM. You got to come in as an OM member. You got to put your password number in. Then we give you a sacred word and private. And you go into a private forum where we discuss things that nobody can be in, even though we know they're talking to the internet. We're not students. Don't think we don't know. Then we have walking classes. Then we have static classes. And sometimes on Friday, we go to the Islamic forum just to beat up the Muslims for fun. <laughs> And Waffle. And uh, oh, my, my brother was telling me that uh, uh, you had made a distinction between the year 2000 
you know, and things happening at that time. No. He said, uh, he said, he could be now. Excuse me. He could be now. No, no. He said something, something happened to do with um, that their calendar is off, and that it's actually going to happen in 2003. Right. Well, yeah. See what happened is. They went back, whenever they tell you, whenever the Christians tell you about the beginning of the world, they say 4004. And that's not the beginning of the world, that's the birth of Canaan. Right? But that four years is jumped off when they jumped down to Jesus. They say the year one. And they say 2,000 years. And then they say now we're in 1997. What about those other four years? They keep losing those four years, which will take us up to 2001. So our time shifts from the year 2000 to 2003. Though there will be a lineup on May 5th, 2000, which is the bringing in of the calamity, you will be here visiting that. All right? <clears throat> yeah. I'm like, are you still marrying couples? Me personally? Yes. Not yet. Uh, we, well, the moment we got the, the land turned into to Karnak, to Egypt, and that's going to be this summer, right? When the temples and stuff are finished and the pyramids up, we'll be having ceremonies full Egyptian. Okay, well, while you guys, you all got to get married again? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we talked to you uh, during the ball. Right. We gave us some things. We, uh, we also wrote you some. Thank you. Right. I'm in a situation where I walked through the other side to talk to the guy from uh, Luke Evangelist. My name is Dr. Dennis Terry. I've been following the man for four years. I was a devoted Christian who thought he had the truth until I met the man of this time. Dr. Malachi Z. York has come to right the wrong. No more spook belief. No more blind faith. He has a fact. Bring on your imam. Bring on your priests. Bring on your sects and rabbis. Dr. Malachi Z. York speaks all of their Semitic languages that most of them don't even know. He has allowed burnt men and women, scholars, and their followers to question him. And that wasn't a question he couldn't answer. So now that he's asking the question, they all fall to the truth. You can't box with God. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you the most profound teacher in this day and time, Dr. Malachi Z. York. Why is it that Nubians aren't responding and not realizing that the end of the world is near? With all the doctrines coming out and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you're having an effect on it in a big way. And you just have to be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of Nubians are not into computers like we are. And um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, they don't know about the Hellbox, but comments. Right? A lot of you don't know about the Hellbox comments yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape so you can hear the analyze tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that has, seems like it's alive, yet not alive, that's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered, and NASA is confirming that it's there next to a meteorite that came into existence two years ago called Hellbox. And that's going to take from there called Hellbox. And they're actually talking about this, this new craft thing, and they tell you it's coming towards Earth. And it's, intelligently controlled and it's coming to get a group of people. And they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in, in an advanced study. And, 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 no, they literally say it on the tape. They say they're out to teach people. Did anybody hear anything yet? Oh, you yeah, 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 pick it up, right? Dropping the car on the way back home. And listen to it. And the end of it, the guy says, uh, in the beginning of it, in fact, he says, um, uh, I'd like to thank, um, Dr. So-and-so, something Malachi. That's not me now, right? If somebody uses the name Malachi. Most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi. They pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. 
But in the state of Malachi, that means they, they're letting us know where it's all over. They cannot deny. And we have the, we went into the computer and um, internet, and it showed us the comment. They had pictures of the comment in there, and um, it's good to know it's there. They noticed, they noticed it's Nibiru, and they literally say on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this as Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, I tried to fact it as many people as I can. I don't know if you got the skull. Right? Y'all get the skull? The skull of a denacle. It was twice the chromium, twice the size. And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a hero, a cone. So they, by when we said the cone is the real, people thought he was chopping off Saturday Night Live. Of course, they don't know that everything the Amorites are here. He puts the intelligence in front of you, so he won't believe it. But they got actual skulls. And we're getting more information coming constantly because. Now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I just clipping. I got like 10 stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You know, somebody had dogs with that one? Had children. I was kids, moved, you know, was protected by the, you know, home, etc. All these stories are coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, Discovery of London, where they talk about, you know, the, you know, the um, grave of skulls. The Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem for those who don't know. Where they have all the skeletons of all the uh, popes and all of that. And this, that's that place where they say that um, Freemasons go when they reach a certain degree. Believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century out of Medina. That's when they rebuilt Medina. The mosque in the north, and it, when they did that there, what actually happened is the shriners took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved, and his body is also in the, under there. And, and only uh, people of a certain degree of Freemasonry allowed to see it as a confirmation. Actually, they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at Bar Jesus' body. Because in there, also in a, in a higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt and he died there at 120. But Jesus' son, why he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transferred to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and brought it and put it in there. So they have a special chamber where they keep things sacred. They also, I don't know if some of y'all remember yesterday, I said, under the sink, there's some documents, you ever thought about that? They're trying to get up under the sink to get these documents. They found out sink is the symbol, was a symbol of, you know, in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the, uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize, and that's something to do with the Mars project and the, what they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adama, right? And so they are unmasking, because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover, they uncover things that we bury, right? So a new word, just a new one for you, right? <laughs> They don't discover anything. Anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's going to confirm everything that you have put trust in me in is going to become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. I'm not that you need it. I know some of y'all be following me wherever I go. And I appreciate that. Right? But I'm just saying, it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptics. And I didn't say skeptics. I said skeptics. They come skipping around <laughs> looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach 
what I was teaching you was difficult. He said, oh, God, we're from another planet. And he had 19 spirits talking to him. And, and you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. Let's talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But the confirmation of who and what I am, it confirms itself. And that's the best I can ask for from my brother. Beyond the stars, because they give me just a little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual body and try to convey this message to people that have been so television, so subliminally sedated. I mean, they removed the essence of the nine from me and implanted the six, the lower side of the circle. It's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You think you're saying something cool when you say, I like um, such and such a music. You don't understand nothing about music. But y'all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. You do? You do? No, you're not. Okay, well, I thought I talked about it. You know, each one of the human beings have in their brain, they call magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's let them play with it for a while. Magnetic particles. You have nine magnetic particles in your brain. All right? These magnetic particles can be affected by wavelengths, by frequencies, higher and lower. Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz. And that brain of yours was 900 megahertz. You follow that? And it drops down. And all of a sudden, I'm speaking about the brain capacity of an amorite being less than that of a Nubian. They were talking about that frequency response, your ability to respond to sound. All right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago, how microwave cooks food by sound, which means that they're able to cue in and deaden some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ether, nine ether is beyond their head, they might be in the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he's about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from death. And that way you stay in what they refer to as monotone. Monotheos. Monotone. Mono. They keep you dead. Right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out. They are putting these stations along the road. I know it's all across the country. If you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole and it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all three sides. Just look for them, and, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet around the planet, all right? And he has 24,000 of these receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequency. It's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, that I brought here, and clicked on, is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talk without any wire. 
which means I'm sending controlled frequencies to the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand the human and that his brain waves are between 900 and 700, you follow? And have down for brain on that? 900 and 700 on megahertz, I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because when they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Hut Naval Base. You can investigate and find out before they saw that. And the reason why they refer to it as the Hawk Project, if you heard that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, how do they line their body up? And I would tell them, what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, take middle C and find the two eighths of octave. Find the octave between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know, it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body. And then you'll know what key you're vibrating on. You know what vibration works with your body. The uh, Buddha or the Tibetans, they know about this. And so they have learned how to, to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like that. Constantly. And they got this going on right now while we're sitting here. Meanwhile, the practitioners of the faith start off and they're on another frequency while the priests are pulling. The sound is the same thing. If Deke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, I have step up or a whole step up and I do a, a let's say he does a one and I do a three and he does a five, we create what's called harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are seen in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called Unitarian harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note and it's partially unison, unison in part harmony and none of the kids have it no more because they had to stop that because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates which opens the eye of the fear, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. Now, they click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency, and people feel it's Sunday. Even when they're not Christian. They have it where, well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up. The, 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 the oscillation, right? And I'm gonna get the oscillators in a minute. Speed up the oscillation valve inside the frequency to get the response and get higher pitch and people become more hyper. Sunday people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for months. What has happened is they know that our body moves on a different frequency, responds differently than theirs does. Obviously, because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. 
most Nubian singers singing low voices, or they were forced to emulate the Amorites and use what referred to as a hall, settle, or a placement, but not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice, unless they go out their way to, like Seal or a couple of others who want to be Amorites, go out their way to sound like Amorites. They're already programmed. They've already got inside his head when he had that accident. And all to the frequency. They can also all to the response. Let me say what I mean by that so you get a better understanding. Uh, years ago, I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. Simple, not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music should be changed. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that? And you had a marimba. And then as it moves into the Latino world, and you had the conga, and et cetera, et cetera, you know the, the instruments I'm talking about that apply to us as a people. All right. Now, eventually, our music went into blues. Of course, blues was a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues. He took everything from us, beat us up, robbed us, raped us, castrated us, and we became quite depressed. As a result, our music, which is our emotion, became depressed. In due time, that blues changed into rock and roll for people who had cars, <laughs> and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they called it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and grease in their hair and bucks on used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rolled. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on rhythm and blues. All of them were standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm, and we called it up tempo. Beat up the tempo a little bit. And there we got rhythm and blues. All right, I'm right, of course, want to do rhythm and blues, the same way a lot of Negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the Blowfish, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasian to come up with any good hits this year, and they needed a Negro who's Caucasian to take all the awards, that's all. All right, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, namely the men, to get us to start singing in high voices, come, commence around the 60s. And that produced the Delphonics, Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Light, Minister Mortem. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Temptations had, but they had a uh, Melbourne. A lot of the hit records were based on um, Aleem is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a falsetto. This was done intentionally to get us to love high-pitched sound. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And for Blue Magic, maybe we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people with white men sing naturally in a high voice. You know, with the stuff that's singing Right? But, um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with, and when you went to a club, both things would happen to you. They were gathering you and clubbing you in the head, right? <laughs> so we were gathering these clubs, and this was before disco preaching, and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin, and we started going to the Palladium, and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars and Tio uh, Puente, Pacheco, and we was in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population. And that really frightened him, that we realized that we're the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. 
You know what hustle means? Right? Moving fast, jumping around that clown. So we started hustling. And then what he did is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Devo. And they came in with a sound, Trans-Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion, and just was saying over and over again, Trans-Europe That's all they said. What they were doing is they were introducing the MOOC synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital. To take out acoustic sound and bring in the synthetic instrument. By acoustic sound, I mean when you see a person pick up a guitar with natural strings, not even a metal string either, cat gut string with a wood body and they're playing that sound with no metal and no wires, no amplification. That's uh, acoustic. When you see a guy pick up a guitar that's all plastic and stick a wire that's the first stage of digital, though a lot of times the original amplifiers were still analog. Analog means work by two, definitely baby. Alright? Digital forced out. Alright, so they brought in this group called Devo, and they came in to remove the soul. We moved gradually out the hustle into what was called the bus stop. It was a form of destroying. Amorites took the hustle because what happened is the day population likes the hustle because it had a lot of body flair to it. It was very much like bulging. Everything was spinning and throwing their hands up. So this was a way for a guy to get his sugar out of his shoes without the public way. He could consider himself a good hustler. And, I, and then from that, he could move over and become a good disco dancer. So the guys that you knew, they were very good dancers in the discotheque, were usually in, had a little sugar in their shoes. And they had it working, they had it working together. They knew what they were doing. All right? And then after they did that, they started slowly and surely introducing their music to our children. Now, how they do that? They remove all of the real instruments. 99% of the music that you hear on the radio or record or tape or TV today is synthetic. The, the violins are fake. The bass is fake. The drums are fake. It's all in drum machines. No more human elements. Without the human element, there's really no emotion. And I don't care whether they tell you, you know, when I sample, I put my emotions in it. You put your emotions in the first three licks, and then when you push that continuation button and it goes on by itself, there's no more emotions about what you say. You follow? This is all part of the plan. For mind control. The heart project relates to the rainbow project. Because where there's sound, there's light. And when sound vibrates, different frequencies give off different colors of light. When you look up and see a rainbow, and you see the seven colors of the rainbow, if you would, if they could tap a wire into the violet, you'd get a certain frequency that would give you a certain tone. They knew that. I'm saying that they, they knew that they had to destroy the root of nine ether, not the hair. They had to get down beneath the hair. The hair grows out of the root, and that's connected to the protein in the body. That's the, the essence of you. They had to get down inside to destroy that before they could destroy the God in you and turn you into from a man to a beast. Which they have, in most cases, if you look at the media today, succeeded in doing. People have transformed into beasts. You are afraid when you walk through all. And you are the new beast. And you're afraid of your own people. Yes, because that's how dangerous they are to be. 
Don't tell me that every place you go, if you come across a bunch of noodles, you're never afraid. Even if you're afraid of what you might have to do to one of them niggas, it's still fair. Because you don't feel like having to hurt nobody, and you definitely don't want to get hurt. But they have done something. There's definitely a transformation that's taken place. So what happened is they eased into the recording studios and made something that was exclusively controlled by record companies a public fact. Get your own recording studio, your own drum machine, your own everything put in your basement, and do your own mixing and sound and make your own record. They eliminated all of the acoustic pianos. They even made what they referred to as an electric acoustic piano by Yamaha. And I said it as Yamaha and not Yamaha because the arrows are also a part of it. And if you look at the Leviathan cover, you'll see I have arrows on there too. Because they have been working with the devil way back. And I put it in the Leviathan book where you see each one of the Saudi Arabian kings sitting with a different president. This has not been one sympathizer. This goes all the way back to the Sultan himself, who you can find in the first page of the cover of Noble Duali's book, and made reference to several times in the Nation of Islam teachings. They also, I might add, make the mistake for that new information of giving Muhammad two identities in the Nation of Islam teachings. One Muhammad in the message to the black man is referred to as a black Arab. They say he was of the black Arab nation. I didn't mention the black man. Another set of teachings says, says that Muhammad was a Caucasian and that the wise men came together and told him how he could not convert his people and he died as a result of a broken heart. That is two different Muhammads. One is Muhammad the conqueror of Palestine, which is clear in the lesson when it says that the devil helped us take Palestine. The Prophet Muhammad of 1400 years ago, the black Arab, had nothing to do with Palestine ever. He never had any dealings with Caucasians in his whole life. There's no place ever recorded of Rasulullah Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalam, ever having anything to do with Caucasians. They mention him in the Quran under the term Rome, a silver name Rome. But that's it. They mention it in Surah Taha as on the, uh, the 2102, on the day the trumpet is blown, we shall gather together the guilty blue eyed. Now, of course, the Arabs, in their latest translation out of Saudi Arabia, which I have, the latest Quran has blue eyes. Before we play, play, read, Zurka means blue. Zurka, Azra, everybody knows means blue. But that's it. Point is that. He said that recipe, Muhammad Muhammad is not making uh, a mistake in reference to Muhammad being white in one place and black in the next. No, contrary. It was two different Muhammad. Muhammad the conqueror was the one that's talking about in the one that's 14. In the fact. That's not Rasulullah they're talking about, of taking devil's head. Prophet Muhammad never killed an Amorite in his life because he never came in contact with Amorite. However, Muhammad the conqueror called the great prophet Muhammad by the Europeans, he did kill Amorites. And he was brokenhearted insofar as Allah Hadid, defender of the faith, went into the court of King Richard, revived him, lived with him when he was wounded, remember he almost struck down with a lance, brought him back to life and could not convert him. 
and wasn't able to convert the invading Christians who came to Brooklyn. The Muslims there could not convert those Christians because they did not realize they were dealing with the rose and the cross. A certain degree of Knights of Temple and Freemasonry who know more than Islam. And so he was brokenhearted for that. You got that part of the chapter? All right. So now, getting back to the situation. Yeah. So here it was in North America. We were now in these clubs getting banged upside the head with this new music that had only a bottom and a top called disco. We broke away from it, and in came sympathetic instruments, and they rushed into the population access to all types of machines, drum machines, keyboards, keyboards that play by themselves, pre-coded keyboards, just put the button in the music play, you know, everything to keep you on a synthetic wavelength. Why? Get back to the point. To try to damage the nine magnetic particles in the brain that link you to being a part of the ethereum. Ethereum is vibrating with you on those nine particles. When you have damaged particles, you have flash headaches that flicker from one side to the next. Not the same headache you get when you're trying to tune in on one eye, but behind this area now, I'm talking about behind the ear, you get a pain behind it, it makes you feel like you're getting a stiff neck, right? That's because some of your magnetic particles are dead. The next question is always, can they be reactivated? No, they can't. You can learn to operate on them the same way a maimed individual can learn to survive, but you can never get them reactivated. Um, how did I destroy them? I put headphones on and listened to music that was on a different wavelength than your body chemistry, repeatedly. He got the, the speaker bigger, the sound louder. The Amorite has an amplifier they call a Marshall. They didn't want Fender, they wanted a Marshall. And it had two extra digits on it for distortion. And they were sending out distorted sound. And Amorite hooks up his guitar, for heavy metal, he puts it on distortion. He wants a distorted sound. He sends that out into the air, and it damages the brain. It does not damage amorite. What it does is it stimulates them. And they start jumping around like Mexican beans in a pot, bouncing off each other, falling on the ground. They will literally, they have the brain particle too now, a magnetic particle. To try to fuse them, they will actually take their head and stand back and shake their heads in a complete circular motion wildly while I'm using the brain. I'm going to do it long because I won't be able to get up. Right? And they will do that and stand straight. You get up and try to do that. You will tangle your ether cords because you have one of these one of the particles and fall flat on your lips. When you're spinning a person around, when you're spinning around a circle, they say, as long as you got four focal points, you don't have to worry about being just The moment you lose focal points as you're spinning clockwise or counterclockwise, that's how one becomes this, right? That's what dancing is about. Michael Jackson was a shaitan for them. To teach black kids to stand there and do a triple and double spin. They'll tell you, Nubians should not get into ballet. It's not for you. When you try to tell your son that you want your child to take ballet in school, they'll tell you it's not for your kids. Their posture is different. Actually, we tend to get dizzy quicker than they do. And that's because they're already dizzy. They already suffer from brain deficiency because they're mutants. Anything that's a mutant or mutate from something else has a deficiency. He doesn't make his deficiencies public. You have to see them. But what he does make public is a desire to be him with your ability. He will lure you into his environment. 
to feed off you because he is symbolically Dracula. Sounds weird, right? Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi and those guys were symbols of Drago, a star constellation. Dracon, if you look in your Bible, in the Greek, where they have the dragon, the devil is called Dragon Dracula. When does Dracula come out? The moon cycle. What does Dracula do? He takes the blood of the innocent and turns them into vampires. But before he does that, he always creates a what? A glue. He creates a Negro that will help him destroy you. That will can work in the sun. That's why you know the glue is symbolic of Negro. Because he's a vampire that does not have to go in a coffin at night. He can roam during the day. That's the charm that, that works with them setting us up. His thing is to get into your bloodstream. Why do you want to get into your bloodstream? Hemoglobin. He needs the hemoglobin to produce the plasma. Otherwise, as a hemophiliac, he will die. When the sun catches him, he turns to dust. Or as he says in his Bible, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. When the sun cycle comes in, and it's coming in now, he is turning to cancers on the rise. You're in the story too. You're King Kong. You are King Kong in his story. Want the story? King Kong is a giant gorilla with supernatural strength. He was a god while he was in Africa. The reason why they call him King Kong is because Congo is Central Africa. And they're implying everybody in Africa, the Congo. The king is under the spell. In his homeland in Africa, he's worshipped by his own people. Every night, he would come to their town or their village, where he and they had a big fence built up against him, wouldn't he? And he would, they would have offerings of young virgins for him. And he would come to the town, they would put the virgins up there, and that would appease him, and he would go about his business. And they lived like that, with eyes, everybody was happy. Some Canaanites came along, stumbled into their village, and it came evening, and they had to start running and closing the gates, if you remember. Remember that? And they got scared and said, what's going on? They said, close the gates, Wabumba, Kong was coming. They was going to Wabumba, you know, stuff that they play. And in time, there was this large, boom, boom, step. And they saw King Kong, the first thing that came to their mind was, how to get King Kong back to America on stage so they can make the money out. So what they did is they lured him with a white woman. Because he was used to that. So the Africans said, if we give him her, he might not want to come back at all. See the blame? Watch. So King Kong kidnaps the white woman, runs off into the woods, thus starts the episodes of the Hammerites torn throughout Africa to get the king the giants, and bring them to America. Eventually, they date King Kong while he is trying to have a sexual relationship with this white woman. And they inject him, date him, tie him down, put him on a ship, and sail him to the passage over to America. When he gets to America, they present him before the public, chained down, and all these Amorites are in a party having a good time. That's you. Chained down mentally while the Amorites have a good time. He'll let you in and party, but you're going to be the clown, nigga. 
So moving on, it was about the music they wanted to kick. All right, let's get back to where we left. So what they did is they removed those instruments that vibrate with our chemistry. And now every Negro got some synthetic instrument in his basement. He's pushing little Casios and Panasonics and all fake. All removing the essence. Back to the point. The Rainbow Project, which is sending out these wavelengths, and it's called mind control, started back there with who? Rainbow Project. Who's Rainbow? Phoenix Rainbow. Phoenix Rainbow. Now, Phoenix Rainbow. Guess who's a part of what? Phoenix. Rainbow. Bellet. Remember? Time Machine, Philadelphia Experiment? Well, the Philadelphia Experiment was initially intended for the sole purpose of creating invisibility for radar, what they already had called the self. Understand? When they got into it, the mathematicians who got involved in it found out that also they can interfere with the brain because of what they refer to as zero time reference. That if all five or six of y'all went through a time loop here, when you came back, Abdul Bike would be affected one way, you'd be affected another, she another, she another, and him another. They found that out. They realized that time has something to do with now. That time in the future has already happened, and time in the past is still happening. I think I told you all about that years ago. I said, if a person had generally at a high point when they died, it will stamp in now. And they will reiterate that incident. This is why people sometimes think they're driving along and they see a ghost run across the road. And they have calibrated that they come back to that same spot every year or sometimes every 10 years, depending on how it aligns, that that same thing will happen over and over again. A lot of hauntings, as they call them, they make clear that this is a haunted house. What happened? A woman walked along that staircase every night at 12 o'clock on the dock. And so people come in, they set up monitors, and lo and behold, it's a disembodied soul, an exoplasm, an ethereal, an essence that is trapped in now. They can't get out of now. Now keeps happening over and over. The event was so traumatizing that they can't get out of it. It's happening all the time. It's called lost souls, trapped souls, trapped in limbo. They got terms for days about it. It happens already in your mind if you don't think it's possible. When it has happened, there are incidents in your life where, regardless of what you're doing, you'll flash back to a certain corner where events took place. If you had friends or something you hung out on one spot, it could have been 20, 30 years ago, you can flash back to that. Or you can flash back to an incident in a concert where you have having a good time. Or you can flash back to falling off a bike or whatever. But you have these things that have occurred now already taking place in your mind and you are away from it sometimes 10, 15, and 20 years. Everybody here has had one of those events stamped in their mind. And that event reoccurs periodically. But what keeps you from being trapped in the now of that event is that the body is dying forwardly. But when you were born, you started dying. You hear me? And you're dying because your cells were dying. You must expire. That's why they call it expiring. Expiration. 
you must expire before you can become totally ethereal again. But the events that take place while you are expiring, they stamp themselves in now. Like, go back to not the Savior Day, but the last Savior Day. And remember an event. And when you remember the event, you are reliving right now. So now is, now is the all. The all is not moving forward with you. And the all was not left in the past with you. Everything that takes place has a purpose or it won't. Light, for instance. Light was a necessity to exist within a certain period of time in the all. Light didn't begin with the all, because if light began with the all, then the all would be light. God, Allah, Om, Seos, Hashem, Adonai, Yahweh, Elohim, all of them are events in the all appropriated for specific time zones. When they needed to be. That is why I said to you years ago. Before you believed in Allah, he didn't exist. Before you knew of Allah, he didn't exist. Because all that really exists to you is you right now. And when you're talking to a Negro, and they're talking about what's going to happen, you tell them that's not important. What's important, is, what's important, what's moving on, is right now. And how much time I waste talking to you, and what I benefit or lose while talking to you. Because whenever you come in contact with any two people, I mean, or any two people come in contact with each other, one is gaining and one is losing. If you give something to somebody, I don't care what they ask you, they're still just another human being, you've lost. If they give something to you, you've gained. How do you utilize now? If you come out here and you talk to me, I give you something that you take with you forever. It's like saying, see that puddle over there? Don't fall. So now when you leave me, and as you encounter people in each event of now in your life, you come to find out things I say become important at the moment. Meaning, someone starts a conversation, and you say, that's interesting. Pops was just talking about that. Bam, you're right on. Because I need that now. <laughs> you know they want to alter our now. But we have a new zero time reference. We are altering time. For all intents and purposes, it all should be over. But it has just begun. All of my beloved brothers who preceded me, all of them, the messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the prophet, Noble Juali, the seer, Marcus Garvey, all of them were leading up to now where we can start time from here. Yes, that's it. Yes. I was wondering, can you elaborate more on the, uh, the, 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 I think you said E1 plus E2 equals the light of the sun? Can you elaborate? Yes. 
um, when you say E1, E2, I know you like that subject because I watch your class. You're pretty good. I watch you. You're pretty good. Teacher. Those guys are doing pretty good out there. Um, when you say E1 and E2 equals the sun, like basically all you're saying is hydrogen and helium. Right? H1 is really hydrogen. On the other side of it, there has to be an etheric light for the other sun, Utu, the etheric sun. You have the manifestation of a sun on this side, and then you have a manifestation of an etheric sun on the other side, an energy light. Let me tell you what happens with that. In the um, Islamic world, question on the base, you have what's called the star and crescent. You follow that? And they say that it's a symbol of the universe. It's the right symbol of this and this and this. It's the illusion. It's the lie. It's the confusion symbol. The reason why I say that, and we're going back to the sun, that's where I'm going here, is because when you see a crescent, you see that? And you put a star right here, or right here from your side, you see that in, in, the, in the present? I ask you, is that possible? Think before you ask please. Don't be no, don't be no, don't, don't want to do really, You know what I mean? Want to know. Is it possible for the star to sit in a crescent? Why not? That's right. Because the crescent is a moon. And the whole moon is really there. You're just seeing a portion block. And stars are further away from us than the moon. So no star could get on this side of the moon without blocking it out. It's a symbol of deception. The follow? And identifies with the triple darkness on the other side of the east. That there is a recognition of other suns. Now, on this side of the ether, you have H1 hydrogen, right? Again, 554 million tons of hydrogen is changed into 550 million tons of helium each second on the sun. That means hydrogen combines to make helium 2 HE. And as helium burns, it gives off more hydrogen. Someone had to make that sun. Someone had to create that formula because it could never reach the helium without some outside force bringing them together to start this tumbling process. So just like that sun on this side gives light more on the physical plane, on the other side, ether one and ether two produces the light of the sun on the spiritual side. And the process is ether one changes into ether two, which gives off bad information that is then rejuvenated into good information and gives off pure light. When the man comes along that can take bad information and make it good information, he is the son of right. When the man comes along that can take the teachings of the nature of Islam, which has been corrupted information, and take that corrupted information and make it good information and healthy information for the people, that's the son of right. When that man comes along that can take that Quran that has been tampered with and write the wrong in it, that's the son of right. The same applies to the Torah. When a man comes along, he can take the teachings of the messenger or the prophet, and change those bad teachings into good teachings for you, that's the son of right. But the man can take dead soil and the sun can come out and grow fresh vegetables in it. When I can come here 
and take this earth, you people, and rejuvenate life in you and grow in you. I'm inside you like a plant and I'm blossoming in your brain. I'm turning you into pure light without you even realizing it. That person comes, that person is called the son of righteousness. But the sad part about it, he can only come at the end, right before the great and dreadful day. Present represents the great and dreadful day. When the messenger of Allah Elijah Muhammad finished his mission, he had succeeded in turning the hearts of the fathers toward their sons. But the devil stepped in and disrupted. That's why I was necessary. I was off in my place in Ansar. I was not involved in what they were doing. But when they corrupted what he was doing for them, then it was necessary for them to take and bring the Yahweh or the Lord into existence. But I may, as a son of righteousness, turn all of this bad to good. You are falling off the cliff where you had to be caught. Meaning, you are fed up. You are being confused. You are being lied to. You are following along and you are seeing corruption in the mind. You were seeing corruption in the synagogue. You were seeing corruption in the church. They did not send a preacher. They did not send a religious man. I've been telling people for years, stop trying to judge me as a religious man so you can find fault in my character. I'm not a religious man. I am a teacher. Religious people don't work well with you. You need a teacher. Someone that will allow you to badger them just to give you the truth. Someone that will allow you to exercise all your egos at them just to give you the truth. You understand? So I incarnate here. So I can stand before you and in all that you have been given and all that you have been taught and all that you read and all that you think you know, when you come before me, you have to humble yourself. Because of how far the latter you think you are, you know I can humble you. And it's better that one man humble you and you rule all other men than to argue with me and be ruled by all other men. You follow me? It's better to stand before me as a father and let me chastise you and get you right and you look good in the eyes of everybody else than standing out there looking like a fool. But when you see a brother on the street now in a bow tie, you follow? You'll be saying, I just don't know. He just don't know. When you see a follower of Yahweh than Yahweh, you say, he just don't know. They have no idea. The biggest conversation y'all have in your travels today is people have no idea this is going on. Damn, look at these people. They don't even know this world is coming down. They don't even know that the are here. And they don't know independence, the movie Independence. It's them telling them something. You know it, though. And that is the blessing. Many are called. And I stood up in 1970 and I yelled and I called and I said, many are called, but few are chosen. When they shifted and shifted it, all of them left. Some of them are back in the street niggas. Some of them think, oh, he's so slick. He's this, he's that. No, I'm the man that's consistent in fact. You see me as because you have judged me by religious eyes and said, he's not a holy man, heard he does this, he sings music, I can do that. I can do all of that. I'm not your preacher. I ain't your imam. I told him in Brooklyn, don't call me imam, I'm not your imam. Okay, imam. 
I'm not a religious person. I am simply a teacher. A man coming to right the wrong. And my very presence and what I stand for and what I teach you is doing the job. I got nobody can. None of y'all can. And all those fools that left here. And all those that were fools that left here. All they can talk about is the teaching. Not the teaching. They can talk about me and how much they don't like me and how I didn't do this and how I didn't do that. But one thing I always did was my job. Regardless of whether I neglected you, a book is still coming out for the whole of our people. You follow what I'm saying? Now, many people saying, you know, brother so-and-so.